Welcome in everybody to another episode of Scurry in the Scrub. Sorry that Zoom just threw off my that Zoom lady wasn't ready for her, threw off my vibe for a second. Um, this is another episode of Scurry in the Scrub, NBA Playoff Edition. Uh, I'm Matt DeMarinis. That's Jordan Scurry. I'm the Scrub, obviously, in that equation. If you haven't figured that out by now. On today's episode, we are pleased to be joined by NBA. What do we call a reporter, writer, podcaster? Like, there's a lot of shoes you're filling right now, right? What do we call you? Jur- What's journalist, the official? Jur- NBA journalist. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, just go with the old school. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. NBA journalist, former Creighton bucket getter, uh, Cole Huff. Uh, where are you joining us from? Live from Henderson, Nevada. If you don't know where Henderson at, is that it's just an extension of Las Vegas. So over here on the West Coast. All right, so we got West Coast, uh, East Coast, Midwest. So we're like triangulating the United States for this episode right here. Feels good. Had to get the feature. Had to get the feature from the West Coast. God bless technology, right? <laughs> here we are, Zoom. God bless Zoom. God bless Zoom. Um, what you been up to, Cole? How's, how's life going, man? What you been up to? Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Um, as I kind of start to dip my toes in this, this sports journalism industry, uh, this is definitely my first uh, Zoom call with a former teammate of mine, somebody that's covered me before. So like being able to do something like this with, you know, somebody and or two individuals that I have a history with is pretty cool. So I appreciate you guys having me on Scary in the Scrub. Always. Um, but yeah, and then for me, yeah, uh, life, I guess, you know, um, last maybe two months ago now, back in April, uh, me and my fiance got married. So that's that's congratulations that's a, big, sir. that's a big achievement yeah i appreciate that, that was her, really her cool. name's summer right it is yeah. yeah you guys have been together for quite a long time uh-huh. you yeah. you've seen her before she'd yeah. be at the games at creighton um so that happened um yeah just just working my way through this uh sports journalism industry i stopped playing basketball back in uh back when the pandemic hit uh, i was in turkey um and i came back in march and I was still anticipating, you know, going back in August or whenever things recovered, but the market was pretty slow. It was pretty dry. A lot of money was dried up. Um, and I just had a lot of time on my hands. I was trying to figure out what to do. And my wife encouraged me to, to get back to journalism and just write. And, you know, I found some freelance opportunities online to write for uh, 213 Hoops, which is what I still do today, uh, covering the Clippers. And that led me to uh, reaching out to a guy named Joe Rigo, who owns Franchise Sports Media out here in Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, so I've been covering the WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces out here. Nice. And yeah, that's I'm, I'm just getting the ball rolling. I, I really enjoy it. And I can see why you've been doing it for so long. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> Jordan, I know you're getting your feet wet too, yes, kind of like me. So. That's about, I mean, that was a long, that was a long recap. Of what no, you're good. Going on, but that's, that's no, I, found I found out, I found out a lot, I found out a lot sooner than you guys did that I couldn't play the sport at a high level. So I just started <clears throat> figuring out other avenues to stay involved with it. So that was like my game plan, basically. Once the skills didn't match up with, I guess maybe you got, you got when you guys got to, when you got, when you guys got to high school, I was like, they're better than me. So. I need to figure out a plan B here if I want to be involved in sports, basically. Is that why you're the scrub? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. We had the I couple names we thought of I, uh, were like Hooper and the Hack. That was like one of the popular ones that we were Ooh. doing over. You like that one, okay. right? Yeah. So like Hooper yeah, and the Hack. Yeah, but I don't know who would the... be the Hack. 
<laughs> that's the <laughs> oh so i'm a hack oh here we go here we go you know how you know how those big buff dudes are when they're playing basketball i think they that's could just be true. physical with you all the time <laughs> so. no come on i had to, that was my job scout team guy i had to i had to get y'all ready i knew if y'all you're smooth take, you're smooth if y'all could take a couple of fouls from me here and there then butler or nova would be nothing you know that's true i'll give you that <laughs> So, I didn't yeah, think, but I didn't think there were any mystery about who was who, but now that I now that Cole dropped some knowledge, yeah, now 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 he's gonna bring it up. I'm, I'm filling you in, yeah, and we're gonna have to now clarify every episode who the scrub is, like who. So, I don't know how you're gonna, well, be scurry, but I think it's more. I mean, we did get one confusion, <laughs> one confusion. We had Murakami, I don't know if you remember him, he used to work at Creighton in like the marketing department or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. and we had him on to talk and I name, image, and likeness. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what was what did he say? He was like, "Well, if I knew you were if I knew you were the scrub in this situation, Matt, I I would have come on right away." And I was like, "Well, did you think I was yeah. scurry? Because we kind of put his name, <laughs> yeah, we kind of put his name in the title for a reason. So, like, he's got he the brand. No you see the hat, the or? scurry hoops hat. Like, we're running I think Brandon. He must have. He must have forgot. He yeah. must have. Oh wow, it's scurry. Wow, yeah. So he didn't wear merch. the hoodie today, but he's got some merch on in there though. Yeah, man, scurry you have hoops. To shoot me- I have to shoot me a link or something. I'm, oh, I'm man. I didn't for know you, about this. For, for you, man, I got a whole care pack. Come on now. Come on, Did you support, did you support that no, stuff in Cabo, Jordan? Please, rap. I did. Nice. Cabo, <laughs> I was definitely – I had scary hoop shorts on. I had scary hoop hat. I was yeah, – was just shilling out. Just, just absolutely really, shameless. I was, really trying to, I was really trying to promote my brand out there. <laughs> if you don't promote I yourself, I, who will? I think I'm going vacation look like a billboard. Went on vacation – just self-promotions all over. I, they, people were probably like, what is that? Does he think he's like, is that a new Ball Brothers brand or what is, what is he wearing? They, Hope went they down there for a vacation. Jordan went down to branch out like his connection. Yeah, I thought it was like a Tiger Woods. Uh, it kind of looks like that a little bit from a distance, but Ooh, now that I can see it's an S. That's giving me way too much hype. I appreciate that, but yeah. I mean, also, uh, yeah. the Woods hat. But I, yeah, I get what you're saying. All the black logos similar we're trying to collect lawsuits on here with like brands that don't sponsor mm-hmm. us yet so what so jordan's got the tiger woods brand suing him now and then mcdonald's chipotle, to mcdonald's, McDonald's chipotle sprite i had yeah. a Sprite bottle on. i was yeah. um coca-cola i'm trying to get you know just great american brands trying to get their mm-hmm. sponsorships on this great podcast we have here the way we thought of it was like we can just get in trouble and they'll contact us and then we'll start a dialogue about them sponsoring us through that avenue basically it was like we'll be like wait 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 before you sue us do you just want to <laughs> endorse us instead yeah. and that way while we have you while we have your attention while we have your attention <laughs> would you like to sponsor our podcast for real we think we think it might work we'll see we'll figure you never out. know yeah. Um, but like, so what, what, how long, when did you get involved in journalism, Cole? Like when, uh, where, did you study that at CU and at Nevada or did like that just, when did that come? Um, I didn't, head? I didn't at Nevada. Um, I was like, I think I was a communications major at Nevada and then, you know, kind of what we talked about before we hopped on, I just hate, hated like public speaking and mm. all that type of stuff. So that was no good for me. Uh, but yeah, once I got to Creighton, I hopped into journalism. Uh, that was my major. Um, I think the the first time I really figured that this could be something I would do outside of basketball was um, during my junior. I don't know if it was my redshirt junior year or my my actual playing junior year, but one of the, one of those two years, I took a, a JRM class, and I think it was with uh, with Rich Rich Johnson. Yep. And shout out Rich. Yeah, I wrote for yeah. Shout out Rich. 
uh, I wrote for the school newspaper. That's why you'd see me at the baseball games mm-hmm. and I'd be up and up and doing media and I did some of the volleyball games as well. And I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. I got to speak with some of the athletes and learn. I, I didn't know really anything about baseball. So speaking with some of them, speaking with, with, uh, with Bryce, I got to know a little bit more about baseball. I got to know more about him, uh, more importantly. And I, I thought that was a cool part, just getting to know people a little bit better. And, you know, obviously I couldn't do basketball because I was playing it, but that was always something that, that just stuck with me from that time. And, you know, when I had the opportunity to do so, when I was kind of figuring out, um, you know, my, the next step of my career, kind of in the midst of the pandemic and stuff, uh, that was something pretty easy to fall back on. So that's, yeah, it, it goes back to Creighton to answer your question. I feel you on that, like with the with the people thing, because I mean, the games are the games are like really exciting. Like you, when you get caught up in the in one that's you know down to the wire and the crowd's juiced, like you get it's kind of exhilarating being in the middle of that. Um, but it's the people that like make the job enjoyable. You know, just the day to day stuff, the mm-hmm. the practices, the the side sessions. Just when you're not even doing a story and you're just kind of shooting the breeze, like. Was that was that a weird transition for you to go from being one of those people to trying to get inside their head and figure out you know what makes them tick and how they are? I wouldn't say it was weird. It was different. Uh, just being on the other end, um, it made me wish that I had paid a little bit more attention to people like you. Not that I ignored you or anything, but just how you do. No, it's cool. Job. I get. It. Yeah, it's, I get it. Yeah, it's fine. Rob would be like, "Hey, you'll talk to that dude." And like, all right, fine, whatever. It's just like picking up on the little things. Um, how how to continue on the conversation without sounding very, you know, this question, next question, next question, you mm-hmm. know, just having the conversation, transitioning, um, and then actually covering games as well. I've learned a lot, like, you can't just recap a game based off your memory. You know, you got to take notes during games. Yep. You got to slowly recap quarter by quarter, or, you know, just, just little things like that. And I'm starting to pick up on now. Uh, that make the job way easier, a lot less time consuming, unless you want it to be time consuming. But yeah, just, just I wish I would have paid attention a little bit more and asked a few more questions, but you know, I couldn't predict back then that this is what I'd be doing for a living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been a little bit different, but you know, it's a, it's a fun challenge. What have you, what have you enjoyed the most about stepping into it? Cause I've kind of like embraced a lot of the challenges and like, going from trying to like because that's how I try to get into it I really try to like like I guess study some of the writing that I kind of want to emulate and study listen to the guys I kind of want to sound like when I'm on a podcast or whatever like that what have mm-hmm. you like what what parts have you like embraced like what's what's been your favorite part about I guess jumping back into into journalism versus playing or like writing about it versus like playing how's that yeah. how have you embraced the new challenge well, my favorite part is that my, my knees don't hurt ever. So, like, <laughs> this, this is my knees haven't hurt in like over a year now. This is amazing. I should I should have been doing this for a while. Um, but outside of that, I think the the most challenging part, but the most rewarding part as well. I, I mentioned to you that I've been able to to hop on you know media Zoom calls with with the Aces and speak to their coach and some of their players and like it's really hard to come up with quality questions and, you know, I eventually get to it, but now I'm on the other end and, you know, I don't want to be that guy asking the, 
the you know the, the stupid questions or the the stereotypical questions whatever that us athletes you know when we're fresh off of a loss or you know whatever it may be we're tired of, we're, we're tired of hearing those questions so just coming up with the content I guess uh for for the things I write about and um trying to make sure my my stuff doesn't sound like every other reporter I think that's that's been the most challenging but it's been the most fun part to try to try to figure out in the heat of the moment when you're almost in competition with, with other people that are doing the same job as you. So that's, I, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Finding your voice yeah. is definitely the hardest yeah. part because you want to be original, but you also like, there's a template, you know what I mean? That you have to kind of to follow. Like, you know, you're, if you're in a press conference um, and you're talking about a game, you kind of know what you should be asking and what you shouldn't be asking. Cause if you have some, like say you got something going on off the court or in the locker room, that's probably not the spot to land to ask your first question in a presser. You know what I mean? Especially if you're mm-hmm. going to be like at in the gym the next day, like that's more of a side session type of question. Like if there was like a, if teammates had a scuffle or something like that, or if there's an argument, like you don't throw that with all the cameras around, you kind of ask that off the side, like, cause that's, that'll get you, that's like a gotcha question. You know, you try to avoid those, right. but also like finding your voice because it's not just in writing, but it's in, you know, the way you ask that question, if you don't sound like you know what you're asking, you're not going to get a great answer out of that because mm-hmm. then you're just going to get type of an agenda type of answer. Um, so it is like, it, it's intimidating when you're in that fire for the first time, first couple times, and you're like, man, how do I like, how do I settle in here? How do I get comfortable? Um, yeah. But uh, no, I, like, I agree. I, I think even just from having this podcast, it's like made me a better question asker. Cause I think it's like about, you want to sound genuine, but you like, like you were saying, you have that agenda. Mm-hmm. You have like the things you're supposed to like report on. It's supposed to like report back and put, but I think it's like finding your voice to be like genuine, but also like asking the good question. Mm-hmm. Right. Like question. You, yeah. Respectful. So, of just, the, so yeah, that's where I think helping room, yeah. it's, it's helped me just having people like, I played with and like we've had on this podcast coaches from Creighton people I'm just very familiar with that helps like asking those people those kind of questions yeah definitely once you once you get comfortable it's just a conversation yeah exactly yeah all about reps all about reps just like anything else it's like just just like the more you do it the more comfortable you get with it so uh what's the what's the now that I you brought it up it kind of makes me interested like what was the question you guys hated answering the most like time setting whatever it was like what was the one where you were in your head you had to make sure you weren't rolling your eyes for the camera because you're like oh man this one again I'm tired of talking about this <clears throat> hmm. jordan i'm gonna let you go first while no, I, you got while you I, got I, you, gotta, you gotta this. answer this one first man. you gotta answer this one what first. is no one want to tell you had, you had, you had way more time come on man you had way more time in front of the camera you had way this more time not, this is not a question and, I think and they were asking you were though. you were captain you were captain they were asking come on what are the captain like? Are you guys ready for the next game? Come on, you know you got some. I think okay, for me personally, I think that I got a lot of questions that were kind of annoying to me about my injuries because I didn't mm. really practice much, um, especially my senior year. I didn't practice much. Uh, I don't know. It, it was always those questions I just got tired of answering just because there was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't heal my knee on its own. Like um, I don't have I don't have like a specific question. It was how many years ago now four or five years ago something like yeah. that but those were the ones that would kind of get a little bit frustrated especially like i mean it, it it's all dependent on what's going on too like if we're if i had a bad day at practice or if we're losing and stuff like you know things make you uh take a little bit differently depending on the situation but 
those were the most consistent ones that kind of annoyed me, I guess would be the word, but never, never enough to like make me make my blood boil or anything like that. Cause you know, people are just doing their job and they want to know, but that, from an yeah, injury standpoint, it's it. probably tough too, because you can only answer it so many different ways. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know to tell you guys, my knee hurts. So I don't know how to explain that anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Without getting like super detailed too. Cause right. then like, I mean, you don't want everybody knowing exactly what's wrong yeah. with you. Like, and then mm-hmm. I remember one time, I, I think I may have been speaking to you um, before my senior year. And I, I kind of gave, I think it was you, I gave you like a, a thorough, yeah, if I have to have another surgery, this probably isn't good for my career. Like, I need to, I won't practice much. I need to do this. And then I had some people in my corner, like, yo, chill with all that. We don't need that information out. When like, you said you, you had micro fracture, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You don't want you don't want people to know about this if you're trying to play professionally. Like mm-hmm. so, learn learning experience. But yeah, just just knowing when to to open and close that book with with all your all the stuff you have going on is is tricky. For sure. For sure. Is, how does are do you have a do you have a hope to play again or are you do you feel pretty settled oh, no, in right no. now? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good now. Uh, I think the big the hardest part for me was being overseas um my wife would stay here um mm. she's working on her career she has a really good job and i didn't want to make her drop everything to come over there with me uh so it was it was hard um you know those seasons are long nine ten months mm-hmm. at a time and just doing that for so many years it, it was starting to get old i knew eventually it would have to come to an end anyways um and then you know we got married we're we want to have a family pretty soon too and just the back and forth travel and all that wouldn't that wouldn't work. And I think that my days were numbered as it was with, with how my body was reacting to things. I was just starting to wear on me a little bit. I, I didn't think I could be the player that I once was. So no, I, I, I have no interest in, in going back to play unless the, unless, unless Curry's uh, Celtics need somebody to come in and shoot some threes. Cause yeah. like they can use some help. That's, that's a whole nother. We'll get there. Yeah, you got on that. You got on the Raptors summer league squad for a minute. Like, how was that experience? Just getting a shot. You know what I mean? I guess because that's really yeah. all you want at the end of the day, right? Give me a chance. Let me make the most of it. Right? Is that? Am I thinking of it? Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I wish the circumstances were a little bit different. Um, I think that I was much better prepared for that following my junior year before I had that big surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, once, even during my senior year, I never really felt quite the same in terms of my movement I was just kind of a shooter which which was fine that's what the team needed um but my summer league experience I don't think I got the most out of it because I was kind of limited as a player at that point but um you know being on that team, I played with Pascal Siakam, Fred yep. Lee, Jakob Pertl, Norm, uh, Norman Powell wasn't on the team but he was there practicing with us, DeLon Wright like you know it was, it was and, and this is before they went yeah, on before the championship they were, run yeah, yeah, yeah. this before they were big so just just seeing how those guys work up close in person was was cool and comparing my game to theirs, seeing where I need to get to, seeing how far away I was. Um, it was yeah, it was it was a cool experience. I wish I could do it again for sure. Those those are things that I'll forever cherish. You know, only happens once. Mm. Yeah. You talked about you just were saying even just how you had all the surgeries and stuff. How did it go? Like how how were your knees like even overseas? Like, because I knew you had problems all and like yeah. why you were limited in practice like i saw it so i knew the real deal but how did it hold up after because i didn't see it after even in the g league how are you feeling how are your knees at that point well 
So before I went to the G League, I was in Greece. I signed to go play in Greece um, immediately after summer league. So I went over there and things didn't work out for me over there. I ended up coming back. But it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I wasn't prepared in terms of, you know, how to take care of my body. I went over there with they didn't have anything. They didn't have a game ready. They hardly had ice. They didn't have Normatex. They didn't have anything. Like I was going through it. My knees were swelling up every, you know. And, and and over there, they're they're even different from college. Like they're they're training, it's two a days every day almost. You're running outside on the track, like running on concrete if you have to. It, it was just tearing my body apart. So uh, thankfully, from that experience, even though it was short lived, like two months or something like that, before I came back to the G League, um, that kind of prepared me going forward. I got my own stuff. I got a, a normal tech. I got some ice machines. I did a whole bunch of stuff. I got some ibuprofen and some, I went to, uh, I went to the doctor out in, in Omaha and got some stuff for my knee. So, um, that's what, that's what I took away from that. But, uh, in terms of my body, it was hit or miss. I think in the G league, my body felt its best just because I had, you know, the resources and, you know, they, they understand the importance of rest. Obviously, they they take a lot of orders and they go back and forth from the NBA team to the G League team, some of their staff and stuff. So we weren't practicing a crazy amount. There's a lot of rest, uh, you know, 45 minutes in scrimmage for, for 20 minutes, shoot the rest, light lifts. Uh, so my body, it, it, it was it was being maintained throughout the season. Uh, so in G League, I felt fine, but the overseas stuff was a little bit different. And especially as the year started out up by like year three, my last year in Turkey, it was just, um, uh, you know, when, when you know it's time, you know it's time. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part for a lot of us because, you know, mentally we feel like we can keep going and, you know, we, we put in so much work and we come so far, we want to play it out to the end. And we, we think that there's more to it, but, uh, you know, at some point, you know, I just, came to the conclusion like it's not it's not really worth it I want to work on this I want to do journalism you know I don't I mean I miss basketball but I don't miss my body feeling like trash all the time mm-hmm. and being in pain so if I can get out of this with uh being able to walk because I was a concerned mom I'm like man if I have another surgery like it'll be like surgery number five or six on my knees like I don't know yeah. how this is going to affect me long term so get out of this without tearing the ACL or having a freak accident because my knees are weak and stuff like that. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, it was a good run. Just work on the next part of my career, which is, which is this what I'm doing with you guys and what you guys do. And I'm excited about this. Cause now I feel like, a, I feel like a freshman all over again. Um, just trying to make my way and figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's has, it has its ups and downs, but that's, that's with anything that's worth it. So, I think this is really cool. I think this is really cool what you guys do. Um, I've never, I've never really been into podcasting. I've done a few uh, for the, for the websites that I write for, but this platform just, you know, bringing, like you said, people in that you don't even know, or people in that, you know, that you don't know the years that you can have a conversation with and learn more about, like, I think this is really cool. So I'm definitely looking forward to this chapter in my career. Yeah, for sure. How's summer with it? Like, was she, uh, <clears throat> a good support system for you when you're making this not only the decision but the transition right because you're like obviously the decision to stop playing basketball is probably the most difficult one 
um, mm-hmm. that you've had, right? Cause this is your, this is your life, right? That's what you were kind of about every single day. Um, what was she like when you were coming to the end of it? And you're like, man, I just don't know if I can play anymore. And I feel like I still want to be a part of it, but just not, mm-hmm. not tearing myself up. She was, she was supportive. Um, she's really supportive. Um, she's also the person that I would obviously vent to the most when I'm overseas going through <laughs> things. And so she's, she's heard it all over the past few years, even at Creighton, she was there my, my senior year mm-hmm. and just, you know, dealing with, you know, that pressure year back after the big surgery and not feeling great all the time. So she's always known. Um, and she's, she's just always been a big proponent of doing what makes me happy. And she didn't, she kind of struggled a little bit. Like when she would come visit me overseas to see me kind of in a bad, a bad space sometimes, or just in a bad mood because this was the second practice of the day. And I really didn't feel like going because my body felt like trash. And, but she, she was definitely supportive. Like I said, she's the one that that got me into uh, the, the the journalism side, or encouraged me to to go, you know, full steam ahead with it. And I just wanted to make sure with her it was been a topic of conversation lately that you know she works all day and she gets off at five, but a lot of the stuff that we do is yeah. at night, you yeah. know, watching games and podcasting and then writing about the game, and you know, we're we're all of our work is done at night for the most part. So I just wanted to make sure with her that you know, not having as much time for her, you know, on certain nights of the week and stuff like that, like that doesn't mess up. I mean, we're freshly married. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to, you know, jump right into some, some problems like that. So, but she's like, please, this is your career. You do what you got to do to, to, to move forward and, and make yourself comfortable. So it's, she's been great. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's been good with everything. That probably, probably helps from a mental standpoint because you're trying to absolutely you don't want to chase something alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's great. What was the wedding like? Cause it, you guys got married during the, during the pandemic, right? Well, how was it? What was it like? Yeah. So we got engaged last July and at the time the I mean, we're a few months into the pandemic. Um, we had this big wedding planned for like 125, 150 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the plan. But then as we got into like November, December, uh, things weren't really getting better. The vaccines weren't out yet. Um, there were a lot of, a lot of, you know, adults, a lot of older people that were planning on attending and they weren't very comfortable being around a lot of people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So ultimately we decided to scale it back uh, just to immediate family. Um, and then like, you know, Made of honor, best man, just, you know, close family, friends and stuff, too. So it ended up being around 30, a little over 30 people. Um, but now it's like, man, all the vaccines are out. We probably could have kept it. And but <laughs> it, it, it was still great. It, it was uh, obviously a day that we'll never forget. The weather was perfect. We did it over in San Diego. Oh, um, nice. Oh. Yeah, we did it in San Diego. We 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 wanted to do it here in Vegas, but uh Originally, we're like, you know, getting married in the spring slash summertime in Vegas. We had an outdoor wedding. It was just going to be too hot. We're going to be sweating and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, pick California, San Diego, right there by the water. Had a nice little breeze. Very calm. It was, yeah. it was, That's it was. Great. You had great amazing. pictures. Everything worked out. Oh, I appreciate it. The photography yeah. was great. You had awesome pictures. From what so I saw, so many pictures. There are there's over a thousand pictures that the photographer took. So just That's trying awesome. to thumb through all this stuff is. It was crazy, yeah. but 
I didn't really do too much of work. Uh, summer, you know, she she got the photographer, awesome. the florist. She made everything perfect. So made it I easy for easy. you. Huh? I, I, was, I was just confirming things, I guess. If if I was really confirming things, I think she confirmed it on her own. But she just she that's, asked me just because. That's what because. they do. That's what I, they I do. don't. I don't want to put. I don't want to put. It. I don't want to put like ideas in her head or anything if she's in like earshot with an earshot. But since you're the writer now, maybe you get the thank you notes like. Maybe that's your job. I've been, yeah, I've been doing them. I, okay. I, this by past hand, weekend, I, I did hand. quite a few by hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, by hand. Yep, that's where it. Gotta make it personal. That uh, might be long game on Summer's end right there. Like, yeah, I'll encourage him to like get into writing and journalism. And then when we get these thank you notes, I'm like, hey, yep. do you mind doing that? I'm busy today. Like, you know, like just pass off one, two, three. Wouldn't that be something she'd be slick like, if she actually thought of that? <laughs> That'd that be slick. Be, I would be, be, I would be, I would respect slick. that for sure. Like just kind of get his career started, and then like, hey, all because everybody hates the thank you notes, like you yeah. know, what I mean? like that's the part you're like, we should have been like, like graduations out. and stuff. Yeah. Like, how many thank you notes I have to write? Your mom's like, mm-hmm. probably like 150 or so. Like, Jesus, can I just call people or like text them or like right. ask text or something? Or, thanks, thanks our, and our wedding was at the beginning of April, and we still haven't sent them out. So that's really you know where, <laughs> where we stand. <laughs> We're like. I uh, just gotta do it, I guess. Nice. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's on you. Did you did you guys stream it or anything for like more people that didn't watch? Yeah, show we or... we streamed it on Facebook. Oh, on nice. Facebook, yeah, awesome. off of an iPhone, which overheated at one point, which cut off for like <laughs> for like two or three minutes. But then it, it the the camera lady got it working again. Some of her sister, her her stepsister, got it working again. So nice. Yeah. You, did you guys go on a honeymoon at all? Or are you waiting until after? We did. We did, but we. So I was telling Jordan, yeah, we want, we wanted to go to, we were originally booked to go to Cabo. I'm pretty sure it was Cabo. Hmm. Um, At first earlier, like we had booked Hawaii too, but we couldn't do luau's and stuff. So because of social distancing. So we're like, all right, well maybe we should just stay local and do something just in the immediate future, just so we can do it and have a little honeymoon. And then once everything is clear and all, you know, all the vaccines are out and, no more social distancing. We can go on an actual honeymoon. So we ended up going to Santa Barbara, which is where we got engaged. Uh, yeah. So we went back there. Um, and then hopefully we're, we're planning on going to Mexico, hopefully this summer gotcha. for, uh, for another, I guess, part two type honeymoon thing. What was, gotcha. what was the engagement like? Did you propose to her? Did she propose to you? How did it work? How did it go? No, <laughs> I proposed to her. Okay. Um, man. You guys, it was, it was, it's, a long, it's a long story, but if you want to tell it, that's please, why we have podcasts, please. man. There is no time limit on this stuff. We got, that's please. what we do. We have people want to right. tell stories. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. So I had this big plan. Like I knew ahead of time that I was going to propose when we went to Santa Barbara. She didn't know that. Uh, so we went to Santa Barbara. Um, this is like two hour and a half, maybe away from Pasadena where, where I'm from. Um, so we had two different reservations. We had one for two nights in one room, and then we used like some points that we had or something for two nights in another room. Um, so midway through the trip, we had to check out and wait for our next room to become available. So during that time, I had my mom, I had a bunch of family members come out while, while we were checked out to get into the new, check into the new room for us and, and decorate it with flowers and candles and do all that type of stuff. So it was nice. But so while we were gone, we, we, we left, our, we, we chose to leave our bags 
at the hotel front desk because we didn't want to have all of our bags in the car while we were out like walking on the beach or, you know, somebody breaks in. And one of the bags had the, had the, the ring in it. Obviously, I couldn't fit it in my pocket. Um, so we come back later that day to check in, even though it's already been checked in by my family into our new room. And we get to the front desk and they give me two out of my three bags. Oh no. I'm like, there's a, there should be another bag back there. We checked in three bags. They're like, no, this is all we have. I'm like, all right, well, you should go back there and check again. I'm starting to freak out right now, right? So they go back there. They haven't come out for like 10 minutes. Now I'm sweating bullets. Like there's no way that they lost this bag with the with the ring in it. Yeah. Um, another like 10 minutes goes by. They're still not out. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Like, but I'm trying to play it cool because Summer is here in the lobby. I don't want to give her anything away. Like the big surprise. Um, She's probably thinking like, what's he like? Just some clothes yeah. and hairs. Like it's all we're, places. We're sitting in there. Yeah. We're in the lobby for like an hour Sweat as I wait for this one bag. And she told me she's thinking like, what is so special about this bag? Like we can, we can oh, get no. another bag. Like, <laughs> right. Right. But then I'm sure she's, she started to figure out after a while that there was something important in that bag. Oh, no. So <laughs> when it's now it's like eight o'clock at night, like we got to check, we got to go to the room or else we're not going anywhere to sleep. So still no bag, go to the room, open the door, flowers everywhere, the whole thing. It was just perfect, but no ring. So I had to explain to her, I got down on one knee and proposed anyways, without a ring. She was cool with it. I told her what happened. Um, like, so about that bag. Then, <laughs> Yeah, and then later that night, maybe at like eleven thirty, the the hotel people they give us a call and they are oh Mr. Huff we we found your bag we accidentally gave it to the wrong the wrong family that checked out right oh my Nightmare. god They're like Whoa. and, and we, we've been in, we've been in contact with them we we looked oh they the had cameras. left they were gone they left they checked out that day. oh no they gave it to the wrong people. And they're like, yeah, we looked at the camera and we, we see that we mistakenly gave your bag to them or whatever. I'm just, I'm glad they found it, but I'm still pretty upset at the whole situation because the whole day was just stressful and it wasn't supposed to be at all. <laughs> um, they're like, yeah, we, we've contacted them and tomorrow morning we're going to go down there and thankfully they only stay like an hour away. So they weren't in like a different state or anything. We're going to drive down there and, and get the bag from them, whatever. So. That was, I guess that was good news. But then the next day comes and they're supposed to go down in the morning. It's like one o'clock. They still haven't gone yet. Just, just a lot of weird stuff was happening. They brought it back. We took the ring to like a local jeweler once we got the bag back. Cause like, we don't know what, if that's the yeah. right ring or not. Yeah. Um, it ended up being the right one. So it was just, a, it was a, we definitely have a story to tell. When that's we're... not a conventional proposal that story is at not, all. Like, I was not expecting I did not yeah. expect a stress story like that. Right? Were you not, I was stressing yeah. out too. Were you stressing out, Jordan? <laughs> like, yeah, like for you to still, yeah. but hey, kudos to you because for still pulling that off, like I would have been under too much, like because I would have been thinking someone was pranking me because I would have been like, come on, like that one, the one bag. The one I, bag. Yeah. The one All bag. the bags you could lose or give away. <sighs> Yeah, so like I, ended up, I ended up doing it the next day too. Like I, I proposed again. Doing it, okay. See? Um, but man, yeah, that whole that whole two days, like half of our trip was just stress. And we've been, I mean, 
Yeah. And we, we ended up going back to that hotel for our honeymoon because Woo! they comped everything and oh, okay. made, made that, well, yeah, they made everything yeah, right. They comped everything mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, it was it was a lot better the second time. Was was like, if they didn't cut different. a check after yeah, that. Yeah, 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 serious. Yeah. They, they were they they looked out for us. They upgraded our rooms, they were paying for our dinners and stuff. So like they they know they messed up. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah. it was crazy, man. It, it was like I was happy that everything ended up working out and we got engaged and stuff but like man i was i didn't i didn't i felt like i was like in a bad dream or something like <laughs> yeah that definitely, so stressful that is a, that sounds but, like a bad but she was cool about it so was she that, cool about it? it i wonder if she yeah. was thinking like who is this joker like fumbling uh, about this proposal about, and stuff like that's real though that's how you yeah. know she's the yep. one because mm-hmm. like when so. she's cool after you but you you're good under pressure like that. So, like, I know it was uh, cool. But, I guess. Hey, uh, depends. Well, hey, that's what I'm saying. What was tougher, getting a, a double team in the post or that? Uh, probably making a free throw at the end of the game. Oh, making a – oh, there you go. <laughs> happened to me a couple times. Really? Yeah. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, but – This year's team wasn't yeah. that good at free throws either, so it's all good. Um, yeah. yeah. That's like a romantic comedy, like – that, that is tell that story though. That's like, an all that's, sell that's, that script that's to somebody. I did not it's, expect it's, it's that comedy much. now, but it yeah. was comedy then. <laughs> yeah. That's I, that that's the only reason I think you have to tell it so much because you gotta laugh yeah. that one off. You gotta laugh yeah. that one off. Well, I think the best romantic yeah. comedies are the ones where like the people involved aren't having a good time, but everybody else is laughing. So like that's kind of like that's the formula. So so are you implying that the hotel staff was laughing while I was not having a good time? I'll do it if you know people who work in like service of like others, oh. like yeah, there's definitely some laughter going on. Uh, they they probably like, were. You know yeah. they're like did you ever get did did you get to the point where you were ready to fight one of them? Like were you that mad? Did you get that mad? I was nah, nah. I was mad enough to fight anybody, but How? I was, I was losing my cool. Like I'm not someone that yells yeah. and yeah. turns up a whole lot and yeah. raises my voice, and you know. But the longer I was standing there while they were like fumbling, trying to find my stuff, I was, I was panicking. So like I was, yeah. I was pretty much there. But like she was behind me, so like she would have known. If I would have started, you know, going off the rails, so I was trying to keep my cool to like an off chance that they find this that's bag a- in the next five minutes that I could still surprise her. Yeah, so, I yeah. think that's that's probably the best part about it is that she had no idea why this bag meant so much to you. Because after like nope. a normal person who's just like it's a bag full of like what clothes, shoes, whatever. Like after like mm-hmm. twenty minutes, you're just like forget about it. We're on vacation. Just chill. Let's right. go enjoy our time. Whatever. Oh, man. And like you <laughs> never, you that. never were like, no, I'm stressing out right now. That like was like, all right, what's going on here? Because that's not right. my behavior. Yeah, yeah, that story is gonna. So that's, that's gonna. That's, that's the story. Story. All the scurry and the scrub uh, subscribers are gonna know a little bit more about <laughs> my uh, my that's life gonna- story. That, my that, life, so. that, that's sure. an all-time story that's though. an all-time story for sure that's an all-time sure. story uh let's get to this nba playoff stuff right let's i mean we we, we have these expert opinions on so we got to like tap into their expertise right so you're on the are you like on the clippers beat or how does it work what do you what do you how tapped in uh, are you no i'm not i'm i'm not tapped in with them like that i'm tapped in with the aces because okay. I actually, i'm credentialed that i go to games and do media and stuff but for, nice. for the clippers i just writing, just writing for a website. I don't have access to, to media availability and stuff like that. Oh, really? So I'm not, I'm not as tapped in with that. But uh, just writing features or columns or whatever it may be, game recaps, just things like that. That's more what I do for the Clippers. Why are the Why are the Clippers giving media access? What's going on? 
Uh, if you ever watch like the NBA Finals just, press conference, maybe I just like, came in late. Crazy dumb questions getting asked in those pressers. Like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of everybody people credential. don't know too much are asking questions, but yeah. it's neither here nor there. Uh, I don't know. There, I mean, there's a I write the, the the website that I write for. There's like a lot of us, so I know that mm. those guys probably have a lot more access than I do, gotcha. just because they they started the website and been doing it for many years. I kind of just hopped sense. on. Yeah, yeah, like gotta work your way up in the in the in the room mm-hmm. or whatever. So what's it yeah. like on the Aces beat then? Like they got a good squad this year. I don't know if like they do have a good squad. Yeah. This year. They probably need an injury yeah. to happen to Seattle or something, but they got a squad though. Like Liz is back yeah. and everything. Yep, Liz is back. Asia's reigning MVP. Uh, they got their two-time six-woman of the year on the team. Uh, they're really good. They went to the finals last year without a lot of their players because a lot of people opted out because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now that they got everyone back, that it's like they're supposed to win the championship this year. And it's been – they're 2-2 two and two right now. Uh, they lost to the Storm to start the season. Uh, it was ring night, so you know how that goes. Probably – Tough to beat somebody on ring night. Mm. And Storm are really good. Brianna Stewart is amazing. Stewart. Sue Bird is Never. one of the GOATs. So Yeah, she's incredible. Uh, but then they, they played them a few days later and beat them by a lot. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it, they're really good. Um, they had an unfortunate injury to one of their, their better players right before the season started. During the yeah, Angel. Game yeah. To Angel. That's tough, so, man. Angel's been through that. Like, you talk about your knee injuries. Like, Angel's been through so many of those. Like, yeah, she's already getting I, – I think she's in her – Mid thirties now. She's she, in her thirties. I, I know. Yeah. yeah, she's been around. Yeah, that's tough. And the tough, the tough thing with those too is, as many surgeries that I've had, I've never had um, a surgery as a direct result of one specific play. Like I didn't yeah. land on someone and yeah. you know just tear up. All my injuries were like just over time wearing tear. So, man, just tearing your ACL twice. You know, having people fall on you or your knee just turn a different way or something like. That's that's probably even harder to like mentally come back from because now you're like every time I, I do something or I get around people, is it gonna, you know, if I land funny, is it gonna do something? Yeah. So that's I could I, I can't even imagine like just having to, to deal with stuff like that. Yeah, she's been um, one of the toughest players in the league like her whole career though. So I'm not I'm not counting her out, but it's like dang, that's that's rough. Yeah. That's rough luck, you know. But yeah, we'll see how that works out. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, but what, what did you did you uh, get into the Liz Kurt Miller thing at all? Liz Cambage, uh, Kurt Miller thing over the last couple of days. Like, what was your take on all that? Uh, I, yeah, that's you. You can't you can't be doing that, especially. I mean, in, in in any sport, really. But as a man speaking to a woman that way, that's you know, and and it's not like it's a player to player confrontation. You know, if you're a coach, you're supposed to have a little bit more you know, level-headedness and a lot more composure. Um, I thought that was really, really disrespectful. Um, I think that the proper punishments were served towards him. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't know how much he meant that or not. I don't know the guy. I, I've never spoken to him and stuff. But um, in the heat of the moment, you know, we're all competitive and you say things, but that's – you can't cross the line. You can't cross the line like that. Well, so and she had the she had the right reaction to it. I thought her I thought her perspective was. I mean, she was talking trash, but like, see, so you can, I, I know people were, some people were upset with the things she said about him, but I think there's a difference. I do think that it's true that if a player is like talking that trash on the court, you can do something like about that. That's like, cause you guys are competing directly. But I think when right. a coach is just like indirectly 
um, insulting you at a ref, basically. Like, what are you supposed to say about that? You know, what, there's nothing Liz can do that doesn't make her look like a psychopath, right? If she lashes out at a coach in the middle of a game, like, what's she getting all heated about? You know what I mean? Like, that whole – there's no way she wins in that situation. And But I think if it's a player talking that trash, that's just, like, normal mind games. You know what yeah, I mean? I think normal. that stuff is right. less – I'm not saying it's appropriate, but I'm just saying Liz can – if someone calls Liz a fat ass on the court, she can go take them in the post and give them buckets all day and like, right. You know, guard right. this fat, like, you know, get them back. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think it's different. I do. As I don't a know coach, if that's right you're or wrong. You're held to a higher standard as a coach. I, yeah. I think so you know? too. Right. Is that how you feel about it? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like a player, if a player is talking some, like talk, talk, talking some trash, you can do something about that. I think. It's of different. course. Yeah. That's yeah, it's competition. It happens all the time. But as a coach, you're, usually you're not you're not in it like the, mm-hmm. the stuff isn't directed towards you as much even if it is like you're not competing you you're just there to coach you know what mm-hmm. i mean you don't need to be involved in that way and you know whether you you go into halftime and say something to your team and get them rallied up or whatever event but not not directly to the player not yeah. on the court like that's that's never the, the right thing to do no, I felt the same way about it. I think it's like if it's different, if a player is like yelling at a ref saying that, that's different. Cause like you can, again, mm-hmm. it's just like there's 40 minutes to figure that out, I think. But if a coach is doing that, you can't really, you know, you can't mm-hmm. really do anything except lash out about it like she did, I think. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I know some people have a problem with the way she did it, but yeah, he, that was the same. Like she gave it to him. So what are you supposed to do? I, I just, I like how. Mm-hmm. Players aren't putting up with that shit anymore. I think it's right. I think it's good. Like you don't that you know there's like a, an element of pushback with like that kind of schoolyard bully mentality. You know, you know because it's just like why you gotta you don't gotta talk like that. You don't gotta say things like that in in competition. There are so many other things you can say that are appropriate for competition. That that players are human. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, players are human, and whether that's we were talking about Liz Cambage or some of the players that have openly, you know, talked about some of the stuff that they received via social media. Like I know Danny Green went through a lot. People were like coming for his mm-hmm. wife last year. It's like just Paul like, George, all those guys. Yeah. Paul George, like we're, we're human beings. Like, right. I know that you guys may think that we're not because we you know that they have a lot of money and they're, you know, live a certain life, but it's like, man, that, I mean, and, and personally speaking, like when I when I was in school, I hopped off of social media for a long time, like during seasons. And mm-hmm. and I used to think that part of it was because I was super focused and super locked in and just wanted to focus on what was going on, which is true to a certain extent. But I think a lot of it was I don't want to see all this negativity like that mm-hmm. stuff kind of affects me a little bit. Like, sure. You know, I, I can only ima- I can only imagine like. We, we talked about a few minutes ago, I had some missed free throws at the end of some games. Like, I can only imagine hopping on social media and seeing 25, 30 people just bashing me. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're taught to, to navigate around that and just that's part of the job, which it is, but that stuff still hurts. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't make it feel any better. So, yeah, man, we're, we're all human. And, you know, there's only a certain amount of disrespect that, some people are, are willing to tolerate. So like you said, it's cool that, you know, people are starting to, to 
to talk back and, and be open about it. I'm just saying if, if people want to use that platform to like, to talk, to talk like that, like you can't be upset when they bite back. You know what I mean? When players start to be like, all right, if you want to weaponize this, if I miss mm-hmm. a layup or if I miss a three or if I, you know, miss a block out or something like that. Okay. Like your life isn't scrutinized every single day, mm-hmm. especially at a college level. Cause I, you know, the argument is like you get paid millions of dollars, deal with it. At the college level you're talking about right now, you don't get paid for that. Right. So people are just talking trash about, you know, you're just hooping out there. So like, what if we scrutinize like your job? Talking about kids. Yeah. How would you feel? Like, would you have the confidence? Would you have, would you be depressed? Would you be able to do your day to day if it was scrutinized at a level like that from a social media stranger, essentially, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I think people don't, people aren't cognizant of that. They just kind of get on and they let emotion just kind of drive what they say. And I, I'm not like, I'm not above all that. Like I re I watch games and I react to that stuff too. But I'm, if you like, if you seek out people and like at them and like, you know, make sure that you get in their mentions and talk that trash, like you need to, you need to be better than that, but people aren't. Mm-hmm. So I think players are starting to realize now, like, Hey, every time someone tweets about the WNBA, you're going to see like 10, 15 tweets about stay in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. Not as good as the <laughs> men, all that been seeing it for it's years. Old. Every single, like you tweet about Caitlin Clark. She's like, yeah, well, you know, she's good for a girl. Like, you don't need to say that trash. So I think it's cool that the W is like kind of bucking up a little bit. And they're like, all right, if you want to talk all that mess, like if you're in my area, you can meet me at a playground somewhere and you can show me that I should be in the kitchen or yeah. they just like get, they just pump back at them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't put up with that crap anymore. I just like that. They're not putting, they're not tolerating that shit anymore. Like they're putting people on blast. If you want to be a tough guy on Twitter and act like women don't belong in this space, like, you might get it back and you might feel like, oh, why are you picking on me? Oh, yeah. Now you see how it feels, right? Right. And honestly, it's just been so good to have so much W, so much more access, like even and so much like so many more media members like yourself, like Cole. Like it's nice to have like just the product on display so people mm-hmm. can't just talk that talk on Twitter or whatever. It's like, no, actually go watch it because these games have been very good. Like all yeah. of them, the product, like everyone if you really watch it, you're like, Oh wait, this is real ball now. Like it's come on. Yeah. I mean, Cole was talking about Brianna this weekend. It's like, yeah, she's a, she's, she's, a, she's different. She's amazing. Different. different. That skill set is crazy. Mm-hmm. She's like Tim Duncan. Yeah, like, she's, she's like Tim Duncan and Katie, like hybrid. She can handle it, shoot it, play in the post, defend. It's she's super skilled. She's. And, and to think that she just came off of an Achilles injury not too long ago, too. It's like, yeah, that's a, wild. Like, the, the recovery up from injury, just so many players now. I'm just like, wow, the, mess, these these surgeries are getting good because players are coming back. <laughs> like looking KD, her looking yeah. seamless. I'm like, I didn't think Achilles was because people were telling me before this, like Achilles was the injury you could not come back from. Yeah, dude, it was it was yeah, now people are can beg to differ. Yeah, your career's your career's never gonna be the same turn Achilles, right? Like that was the whole right. that was the thought process yeah. before. Yeah. Like, no, she's yeah. she might be better. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's sorry, sorry about all this movement and stuff too. Oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. Problem. We're Problem. trying to navigate uh different video calls right now. Um, we get more we get more audio listens than video watches anyway, so okay. no half people will yeah. know. So you're all good. Okay. Um, um, well, now they'll know yeah. you're moving around. You let them know. You're like, yeah. <laughs> this is 
This is the Everybody plug to go watch room. it on YouTube. This is the plug to go watch on YouTube. <laughs> right. Yeah. Watch Cole move around his kitchen. Uh, yeah. Let's get yeah. to this. Let's get to the NBA playoffs. So that's the reason we were, we were tapping in the first place. So uh, I just, I don't really know how to approach like this. This postseason is crazy, right? Like, I don't feel like there's a favorite. I can't. It's weird. Isn't this the first year in a while where it doesn't feel like anybody's a? This this is so fun. Who do you who do you feel like Jordan? Who do you feel confident betting on right now? Like who's? Well, can I can I start with my Celtics theory because this we we brought it up already and I've been thinking about it and it's so disappointing because. These playoffs have been so exciting. And you know who the least exciting team in this whole playoffs is? The Boston Celtics. So that's not a good place to start. But, no, I agree with you. This was the year they were I, built I mean, to finally, like, win with Brad. Right? Uh, we, were, we were supposed to have something going. Man, the Tatum-Brown combo was supposed to just hit during the playoffs. Kemba was supposed to be firing on all cylinders. The big situation was supposed to be figured out, but – you know, this it's it's just been a rush. It, it's been a year full of just no identity for the Celtics, no rhythm, no ability to like get a real core of what they are. They switched the team halfway through the year. Like Daniel Tice was the starter more often than not, and mm-hmm. now it's just a whole different situation. So I like the I like the time lord though. Time Lord is – I like him too. I, I wanted him to start – like I was I was vouching for that from when we had Daniel Tice on. And I was like, yeah. I don't know why we even have him while we – like what, what was that? Like I don't know. Like and Well, he so, was hurt, right? How, he was hurt for a minute. No, like, Williams was hurt for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously like the plan, you could tell the plan was always to like have him progress like this and do mm-hmm. something with Tice. But I think it was just like it all didn't come together at the right moment that this team needed it to. And then the injury did Jalen just hit at the worst time. So that was, yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, the Jalen injury was not, I, I just don't think Boston bad, has like a legit, was... Boston's have like a legit one right now. You know, and this is the, and this is the thing that's frustrating because it's like even last year I felt this way where it was like that was Boston's golden opportunity to get to the finals last mm-hmm. year because it was like we don't know who's going to win. Boston should have been that team who mm-hmm. was like, we don't know who's going to make it. And then it's like, oh, the Celtics came through and put a crazy run in that, like, this team is built just to make a crazy, like, with Brown, Tatum, and then fill in the pieces, get Kemba high school, have some high scoring games within a series. Like, yeah, that's where it was like, that was supposed to just happen. And it never did. And last year was the golden opportunity with Miami. And Miami just, Miami took advantage of that. Miami took advantage of that opportunity that no one was like the, like you're saying, no one was the favorite. And, now it's, I guess it, it, it could have been even just better this year with Jalen Brown. I, it would have been a and, way and better series. I would have been. I was really curious what they did at the trade deadline, like with all the with the big uh, was Dang. it a trade exception that they had? Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't know. I feel like if they they never really make trades and, and move their assets, but like if they were going to do it, I thought that they were going to return something a little bit different than Evan Fournier. Agreed. But because like there was that. I don't know. There was because and Danny Ainge had been in the trade rumors for Aaron Gordon for a minute, so it was like oh, you could see that, like you could see why that's a trade he would want to make. And like, mm-hmm. if you just look at the trades Ainge has made over the years, you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He likes to move these pieces, get a, like a stretch four, because that's kind of what he's been moving around for years <laughs> trying to do. Defense. And it's like, all right, yeah. yeah, defense is there, and so thought they were going to make some kind of move there, didn't. And once the I, I think once they inserted Rob, like. 
Rob Williams in and we're trying to give him a go, but it was like, they, they had that run. I think it was, I wrote about in right after the all-star break where they uh, lost like two and then they won like five. And like, it was like, they, you thought they were going to like get it going and it was just all supposed to be a setup for the playoffs and never got there. Yeah, they, they dealt with a lot of health and safety Injuries, stuff too. Health and safety. And then Justin the thing Thompson to, is in and out, like, you know. Yeah. So they, the, they didn't have their players all the time. And the thing that's crazy, because I even just as I'm reading the articles about the games that are going to be next week in Boston when like all this social distancing gets lifted, crazily enough, um, they did have, they were the longest, uh, they had the longest period where they didn't have fans at games of any NBA team because of the health and safety protocols in Massachusetts versus every other place. Like, it's like Brad Stevens had highlighted it a lot, like in articles after trips, like he was saying, like, you don't understand. We just came back from playing like the Rockets in a full stadium. And we had like a bunch of dudes out for COVID reasons. And then we came home and like had a homestand and it was like no fan. Like, so they do the whole Texas thing for all fans. Mm. And then they came back here and it was like no fans. And so they, they had a lot of ups and downs problems this season that shouldn't have really been problems, but I don't know. So should, is year. it so? Is it disappointing is it, year? Disappointing. Yeah, you chalking year. it up to this weird was, year. This over. is Jalen. There, I'm just like I'm upset because it's like we're wasting years where Jason Tatum is like that. Like, yeah, I don't want to waste these years. You're getting into that mode where it's either time to trade for assets or you gotta like you gotta break the bank and make a move like that gets you they over. Gotta ma- they over gotta make up. a move that's like we. I, I don't know what it is, but. I guess they'll have to assess when Jalen gets healthy and when the season ends for them. Yeah. What did he do? He broke his wrist or something wrist. like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, they, def- they definitely have the, the, the pieces towards the top of their roster, like with, with Tatum being mm-hmm. one of the better players in the NBA, Brown being up there. I like Marcus Smart a lot. Um, I think obviously Bang. we all know that Kemba's starting to decline just a bit. Um, but they they need more around them. Like I like Time Lord, but I feel like they need another piece. He's he's going to be in foul trouble a lot, especially as he's young. He tries to block every shot. Yep. Um, I, like like I don't know Tristan Thompson and Fournier. I don't know. I don't know if they're moving the needle. They're good in their roles, but I don't know if you're trying to win a championship or or this- contend for a championship. I, I feel like they've all got to be at their best for it to work and. It's tough to get all of them on the same page. And the, and, and, yeah. and the problem is, too, because, like, this team was built before the Brooklyn Nets were the Brooklyn Nets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, before James Harden went over there and all that. So it's interesting because it's, like, with a Kemba, it's, like, because now all the feedback is, like, oh, like, Kemba's, like, like not good enough to compete with, like, Kyrie at this level. And it's, like, wait, no, but, like, what do you expect? Like, this is – we're expecting Kemba to be Kemba. No one expected Kemba to be – Kyrie like but this like so what are we comparing here like are, are mm-hmm. you just like it's a different player it's like Kyrie Kemba yeah. in terms of like what they like especially in terms of what they do in the playoffs and what they're providing for you like so I'm like I thought <clears throat> I just thought there would be more pieces around it I don't know I did even like have it, Jabari Parker I thought that was going to fit good too like at the when we got him claiming off waivers or whatever thought that was going to be a good piece but they just the pieces have never all been in rhythm at the same time for the Celtics, I guess. And that's that's where I'm at with them. I don't like and I don't I don't 
I don't hate on Kemba too much because I think he could be a useful piece on a championship roster. I just don't think he's your primary facilitator. Like he can't be that. It's not, that's not his game. I don't know what it is about like the Celtics facet, like with getting these little guards and getting (laughs) to like a conference finals and it just not working out. But like, I just think you get to a level where that gets exposed. Like, yeah, right. Ha- he has to guard. Like, it's the playoffs. You have yeah. to guard. And I it's mean, like, who's guys, the last, who's the last Celtics guard that was really great on defense and could facilitate? Rondo, maybe. Rondo, yeah, because, probably, I, mean, yeah. I was gonna say probably Rondo. Rondo. Like, yeah, Isaiah Thomas had his strengths and weaknesses. Avery Bradley, I guess, if you. No, but that's um, what I mean. Pemba is a lot just of those another, type of guards. Pemba mm-hmm. is another. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas experiment. And it was like, like that team was really good until it got to the play against the LeBron James, like Cavs. And it's like this Celtics team, even if they were like, would have been at like, say they had a good stretch in the season and weren't so injured and COVID, whatever, like they, and then they meet Brooklyn, like at full strength. It's like, it's still like, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be like mm-hmm. you, your little guards can only take you so far. And like, I'm not trying to knock it. And I'm not trying to say like, he's not an effective player and he couldn't be a piece like on a championship team, but this, this way. And with this Celtics formula, like, right. I don't think that that's it. Yeah. I don't think it's it either. The other thing I don't think is it is on the other side. I don't know if Brooklyn can win a championship. Just <laughs> they're just cooking guys. That's all they do is like, they, they, you don't, they, think, you don't think they're wait. So let's ask who do you, who do you have a finals? I made a bracket. Do you have a finals <clears> no, I didn't make, I didn't make a bracket. Oh, no, do you have a, do you have a finals prediction? I didn't make it. Oh, I, didn't prediction. Have, I just did. Yeah. I just, just did a first round. Like, uh, so this is probably prisoner of the moment style, but I feel like Milwaukee is built for it. Like to get out of the East. Mm. See, I think it's all dependent on matchups. I think mm. that if, mm. I think that if there is a team that can beat, Brooklyn, it's Milwaukee because I think mm-hmm. that they have the length and the defenders to keep up with the, the, the three-headed monster of Brooklyn. Like, I think Giannis can guard. Drew Holiday obviously can guard. Uh, DiMincendo, he's decent at guarding. Uh, Chris Middleton, like, I'm not saying that they're going to stop them or anything, but, you know, I don't, but then who on, who on Brooklyn is going to guard Giannis? That's what I'm Blake saying. Griffin? Like, yeah. Uh, See that that the, the reason I like Milwaukee I is because I feel like the I think the Drew Holiday Eric Bledsoe upgrade is massive, massive, because he'll do yeah. like it's not like Eric Bledsoe isn't good or again this is the Kemba thing it's not like Eric Bledsoe can't be a good piece for a championship roster like he's got um, value but Drew Holiday uh, does Drew Holiday rebounds that's what I'm saying he does he does everything that Bledsoe will do and he'll also do the stuff that you need to win a championship. He will, he will like check up. He'll facilitate. It's, it's, they needed that piece. Like maybe, and I know, I know they weren't, they weren't dominant in the regular season like they were the year before, but I also feel like they're at a point where with, with Giannis, like they care it doesn't about matter that. about that anymore, right? It doesn't, who cares what their record is? Like and get them, what? get them playing well going into the playoffs. And I think they'll take off. Like, and they're wrecking Miami. They wrecked Miami the other night. You know, it's crazy because I heard, the critique of Giannis, everyone's like being, you know, you can't get that bucket late in game. Cause then when he was missing free throws too, mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. get that late bucket in games. I'm like, yeah, you know what his adjustment is? Beat you by 30 in the first quarter. So he doesn't have to get any late buckets. I, like I was like, what that, that's crazy. Cause he just yeah. has, he plays with such tenacity and like, 
just energy that you're like, wow, yeah, this is how he's he he can overcompensate for not being able to hit maybe a one dribble pull up at the end of a game by right. getting Well, I think I think Middleton's three quarters of that. Like I think Chris Middleton mm-hmm. is that guy. Like he, I mean, he hit the big shot against my against, game this, my, so It seems like it's all prisoner of the moment stuff, but Middleton's his always been a that lot, dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. His his role is a lot more. Yeah. I'm not saying a lot more defined, but. He he doesn't have to do as much uh, like facilitating and stuff like that with, with yeah. Holiday kind of being there to yes. tell about like yeah, exactly. Milliken could just score like just he's not as game, tired yeah. yeah he's not as tired you know doesn't spend as much energy like he can just do what he does which I mean he's 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 really good at it he's not talked about enough but mm-hmm. he's really he's really good what what uh so I, that's, guys I, 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 I yeah so the question was like I don't know again this is this era of basketball, right? Like Brooklyn has three of the best in the league at it, but I just don't know if you can win a championship with like dribble ISO being your main offense. I mean, they come out and they basically isolate a matchup. They will run like lazy pick and pop just to get a switch, get a switch. And then, and then Harden and Kyrie will go between the legs or KD will try to get downhill or just pull up in someone's face. Like, that's their whole offense. It's, it's, that really it's, is their hard, whole. I'm not even like disrespecting but, Nash. I'm like that is their whole system. Is like it's hard to judge because it's isolate and cook. That's it. Like how do you? I don't. It's know very the title like that. It's very like yeah. Would you run plays? They're, they're not run? easy to. They're easy to figure out, but it's well, just, they have time. They're so good at what they do. So they are really good. If at they're it. on. If they're if they're on, they're going to be almost unstoppable. But yeah. it's not. You're not always like that in the playoff setting. So. It's, it's, and then us not seeing them together all year definitely adds a little bit to it. Like, mm-hmm. will they be able to make it work? So, but obviously their potential, like if they're all clicking, you're, yes. you can't guard all three of them one-on-one. No. On one, so, I mean, they're all capable of scoring 30. That's 90 mm-hmm. points with three dudes. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that'll probably be good enough in the playoffs. Uh, but See, I just I don't, a- I just don't trust the, like, I think if you, if you play teams that, are they're playing you every night so they have time to prepare for you learn your tendencies um game plan it's not like you're going to you know houston and then milwaukee two nights later where it's just like they're playing different teams too that like i think they're built to destroy people in the regular season if they had been healthy but i don't know if they can win like that in the play i, I haven't seen any team get to the finals like that since iverson sixers in like oh two like where they was just basically like AI break everybody down, get a bucket, and then we'll guard like hell on the other end, and that'll be our, our method for success. Like, I just don't trust it. I love watching it; it's entertaining as hell, but I don't trust it. But they have three Iversons, though. I know, like, <laughs> like that's what that's what, like it's what you're saying. Though. That's what I'm like. So I is get that, you is that your pick, Jordan? To, yeah, are you, uh, yeah. Get to the to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Or when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far are you going? No. I actually, I, I did, I got, I got the Sixers actually. I do have the Sixers. Okay. I'm sipping the, the Sixers. Sixers. I'm sipping the Sixers Kool Aid. Tell me why. Just only because if, <laughs> I think if they'll go, this is the, where I'm shooting myself in the foot here though because I've had, I've been very critical of Ben Simmons all year long, and I think they'll go as far as he can take them. But he has favorable. It looks like he'll have favorable matchups for their like first couple rounds here, and then. Mm-hmm. If they can just like finally, if Joel can keep like at least the twenty-eight a game like that he was given in the regular season up in the consistently in rounds, I think they have the depth and they can do it on Brooklyn. So, mm-hmm. 
So you're not even so you think Brooklyn's getting by Milwaukee then with that? Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Brooklyn getting by Milwaukee. Because yeah, yeah, Brooklyn I, and Milwaukee. Are I, on did, the bottom I did. Of the I did. I did. When I when I when I made it when I made it, yeah, I did. Okay. I did say that. Now Br- Milwaukee's play yeah. now. I I did not anticipate them playing this well. Yeah, we'll go series by series in a minute. But I like Milwaukee out of the East. Like I think I just think they're. They built a pretty good championship they, roster. They look around promising now. Yeah. yeah, they look the most promising. Do you feel like what do you who, who do you like in the East? Cole, like just pick one. Like but who I do, do you feel like just one team? team? Yeah. Um, it's it's. How do you feel about the Sixers? Because a lot of people don't think the Sixers are real. I think they're going to prove people wrong. I'm not. A, I'm not a believer in the Sixers. Um, He's one of them. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. Well, that's. I, it's because well, y'all don't like Doc because you, you Clippers guy. That like, that that probably does. I don't dislike Doc. I just Doc don't know how toxic. good, how good Doc, he is. Doc was toxic to. He was toxic for the Clippers. So. Um. I just don't think. I don't think that they have enough. It depends on the matchup. So if they're going to go go up against Milwaukee, or excuse me, up against Brooklyn, I don't know that they have enough defenders to keep up with with uh, Brooklyn the way like Milwaukee does, yeah. just because mm-hmm. their defenders are a little bit smaller. Other outside of Ben true, Simmons, true, true. outside of Ben Simmons, but like Danny Green, uh, but they got Matisse, Matisse Dibble. I think he's a good yeah. defender. Yeah, yeah, they're good defenders. Um, I feel like they're they they would pick on Embiid a little bit in the pick they'll and roll. Definitely, and they'll to, pick on Embiid. Get that switch, and they put Tobias Harris in the pick and roll for sure. But then they, Brooklyn wouldn't have anybody to guard Embiid either. So that's what I'm saying. That's true. So I think, I but think if does? he can actually, I think if he can actually really put it together, and that's I'm putting a lot of trust in Embiid and Simmons that I usually wouldn't. But I, I, I when I was looking on paper when I saw matchups, I. I I did go with the Sixers. See, that's why I like Milwaukee because, like, the matchup, the, the way they match up with people, I think they can, again, they can beat – they can guard Brooklyn well enough to beat them with the way Brooklyn plays. Yeah. And then the matchup with Philly, they can match up just fine with them. And then they have the best player on the floor. I think that matters. Like, when you met, when the matchup they, is like – when you can find matchup for matchup and then, all right, who's got the best dude? And like they, that, that, I think that puts you over the top. Like they, like, they just, I look at that, Milwaukee's the team, in my opinion. I didn't expect Milwaukee to come out like this. I'm not even. Gonna lie. I know. I, I can't even. I can't I'm impressed. Even I thought they were going to be. Because I thought Miami was most, still that squad. The most you? impressive. Mm-hmm. No. I thought Miami. I thought. No, I, I thought Jimmy Butler no. was going to. Only reason I did was because I thought Jimmy Butler was just resting a lot this season because of the toll he put on his body last yeah. playoffs. So did I. And so I was like, oh, when he comes back, like now he's going to put on again. I thought he was going to be same Jimmy Butler and like. I, don't know. I didn't expect. I mean, the series series isn't over though. There's it's always. It's not over. It's not over. Um, I, just, I just I didn't expect. I guess Milwaukee to come out so strong. I I thought that Miami was just a totally different team. Almost almost like the Lakers in a way. I'm sure we'll get Definitely. to them eventually. But you know, no Jay Crowder. Um, I think yeah, you yeah. replace him with Trevor Reza. That's a little bit different stylistically. Um, Tyler Hero. The signs were with him the whole year. He wasn't as good as last year. Um, not to say that he isn't good, but he yeah. wasn't having the type of year. Um, he had like he's playing garbage time minutes yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. I know that's weird, um, right? Goran Dragic is another year older. He could still turn it on and off from time to time, but he's not very. I mean, he's seasoned. I'll say that. Um, yeah. I mean, and as as much as I like Bam and I like all that he does, he's 
what six nine something like that he's he hard, he hardly looks at the rim a lot of the time too when they're running through the offense like mm. everything is either you know hold the ball and wait for Duncan to get open through a whole bunch of actions and if not Jimmy Iso's way to the mid-range like it was just always kind of their offense is just kind of clunky to me mm. um I just I, yeah I just thought that they were a little bit different and then the matchup with Milwaukee specifically, I didn't think that it would go the way it went last year just because of the additions to Drew Holiday. Then you got somebody like PJ Tucker coming off the bench, even though he's yes. not going to score, but he's the other gonna, one. He's going to help. Yeah, he's very good for them. Yeah, he's going to be physical and guard. Like, and yeah, he can guard yeah. fours. He can guard straight, like, because he can guard Bam some. Like, he mm-hmm. can, can guard Jimmy. On, you know? Guard Jimmy. Yeah. So, but I'm, I, I don't expect Miami to just lay down and roll nah, over they like, they're gonna they're gonna go home and figure it out uh i don't think they'll win the series but uh coach Spolstra and all those guys jimmy they have way too much pride to just let let it unravel like how it did last game yeah i don't think they're gonna roll over but i do think they're gonna get like swept you think it's gonna be a sweep if not a sweep a giant heck sweep no. like heck no listen milwaukee's just a better team heck no. They're just better. I definitely they're gonna uh, win this. Sometimes you can't definitely. sometimes you can't fight that. It's like the Boston Cavs thing when LeBron was there. Like I thought Boston was a really good team, but sometimes you just get rolled over. I think Miami's just gonna get rolled over. Like I think they're just not better than them. Like Milwaukee's pissed off about last year, first of all, or whatever it was last fall, a couple months ago, it feels like Milwaukee and Boston they're, will both win at least one. At least. What what's what's Boston getting from Brooklyn? They're getting one. Where? Boston. First game back in Boston. The first game back in Boston? Yeah. Game three? Yeah. You think Kyrie's you, you think Kyrie's gonna take an L his first game back Cole, in that it, city? Cole, Cole. Kyrie's going first, for 60. It, hey, listen, it is the first game back in the garden, max capacity, like full capacity. Yeah. The band Char- is are lifted. You, are you Charles Barkley guaranteed? No. <laughs> I don't wanna no, I can't I can't uh-huh. Charles Barkley guarantee mm-hmm. that one, but I'm 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 saying. I'm saying they All will right. win game three. Is this is this it will get one? Is this logic speaking that, or is this your heart? No, speaking? this is not no logic. No logic emotion. involved in this. Pure emotion. This is okay. this is emotion and okay. hopes, hopes that the garden would just really be so loud and prove to be this like overwhelming factor that they can get one game. Yeah, I think the garden's gonna be rocking and I think Kyrie's gonna cook it in there. Like he's gonna be mad. Oh, if that happens, that'll I hope not. That'll that'll send the city of Boston on fire. Like that that will literally what, yeah. Boston yeah, will be up in flames this weekend. So. I, yeah, so I don't know. I let's go to the let's, let's pick our West favorite real quick before we yeah. go through the bracket. Sort of like who do you like who the, do you like the in the West? This one's tough, right? Way more entertaining side. Oh man. Um That's really that's really difficult because I mean the Lakers as they're constructed I don't, I don't see them winning a championship this year. Like with like all not having Rondo and Dwight, isn't that weird not, that Rondo not having Rondo not and Dwight having, like, takes a lot of their teeth away a little bit? Not having Dwight and Javale, I thought that was so huge for them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in the offseason, yeah. just bringing in a totally different center. You bring in Trez, who we loved as his time as a Clipper, but he's six seven, six eight. Yeah, he's not going to protect the room. Uh, Gasol, I mean, he'll he'll give you what he can, but he's pretty slow at this point in his career. Um, he's still good on offense, but, like, he, he's more of, like, an MB type of matchup. But mm-hmm. their center rotation has just been really weird. I think ultimately just got to put AD at the five. And, yeah, that's 
you get the most spacing that way, most versatility. You're not going to get chewed up in the pick and roll like Trez and, and Drummond and Gasol. Like they're all they're all just food right now in, in mm-hmm. the pick and roll and defense. So, uh, but at the end of the day, you have LeBron James. So you you never you never know. I I don't think they're good enough to get there, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if LeBron just did LeBron things and, and willed his team. Um, man. So the Clipper in me, I think that they have the best team on paper. Like, do you really? I, I think they do. But being a, a fan and a follower of the team for so long, I can't get too optimistic about them ever just because it, it never really works out. But again, I think it was just come down to matchups as well. Like, I don't think the Clippers want to play at Denver again if they get past the Mavericks. Like, because right. they have no answer for Jokic. Whereas the Lakers, they do have an answer for Jokic. They they play Denver well every time they play them. But then, like, if the Lakers play the Clippers, I don't think the Lakers match up well with the Clippers. And that's been proven in the past two years. Like, the Clippers give them the most problems. So mm. it's just all about all about matchups. And then you throw in Phoenix. I'm rambling now. I'm gonna let you guys speak. Where, where, well, you're all good. This is a podcast. Nah. You can ramble if you want. No, go and on. Thing, now. Here's, the, here's the thing about the Clippers. Like, I don't. F- I, I just based on the sample size we've been given so far, I don't like Kawhi and PG together. I just mm-hmm. don't. I feel like they're too similar. You know what I mean? They just mm-hmm. so like we and I. I know it's like supposed to work, but you need you need when you have guys at that level, right? Like Kawhi is the best at what he does. Yeah. You got to have something different as his sidekick mm-hmm. kind of thing or whichever way it works for them. They're both the same player, I think, in my opinion. So, and then you watch the way Luca carves them up, and it's like, I know it's game one, and, you know, that series are longer than just like reacting to one game and making a, a, a you know, a, a solid conclusion mm-hmm. based on it, but. Like Dallas has nothing but Luca, you know. They got Luca and like guys who know how to play off Luca. Right. They're gonna if what happens if they play Utah? You can't let that, them do that. When you play Utah and like the rim is protected and the ball's moving and everybody like, you know, everybody can oh, shoot. I think, like, I don't think Utah has a chance. You don't think Utah opinion. has a chance to beat the? They're, no, it's no. Denver. You worry about? I think, I think they play Gobert off the court. Like they'll just go small. They'll put like Batum or Ibaka mm. or someone at the five. They'll just stretch the court and. I mean, at least looking back at the games this this past year that they won, like yeah, Gobert doesn't know if he's supposed to stay in the paint and leave someone open for three, or now he's guarding whoever they put him on, like Pat Beverly when they went small in the corner, and like now the lane is wide open. I think that I don't, I, are they going to get past Memphis? I don't know about that. Yeah, only, I know, if, Donovan right? Mitchell, only if Donovan Mitchell comes. Back. Yeah, okay. Donovan has to play. Like play Donovan well. has to come back. Because yeah. John, Mar- if Dylan Brooks plays like that, I think they're gonna be all right. I don't know. Yeah, but that's would, like not sustainable. I would agree, is it? But, uh, yeah, I don't. Is that sustainable? I, don't I, don't know. Know I wouldn't think it is. But. Yeah, but Josh, but, like, but uh, you know, that's the other thing about like Rudy. Like he gets chewed up a little bit in pick and rolls, like because he just he plays that like that drop coverage where he extends the mm-hmm. he extends the play a little bit, makes the guard do all the fancy stuff, and then waits for him essentially. So mm-hmm. if Ja can't shoot the three, like if he can't hit the three in this series, it's probably going to be tough for them to beat them in, in seven. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. Because Utah shoots the yeah. hell out of the three ball. Amazing. And they they take so many of them too. Yeah. 
and they had one of the worst nights with that. Right, basketball. right, yeah. yeah. yeah they're so still right there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Memphis, Maja has to shoot the three for to beat them because he can't yeah. just, like – if he's just trying to attack Rudy, him and Valanchunas inside trying to get, like yeah. – get inside on Rudy like that's not they're not gonna be able to keep up because Utah's gonna hit threes like mm-hmm. a lot of threes for sure um yeah I don't know this is West is a tough to pick a favorite because I just don't trust the Clippers I don't, I don't Phoenix like, is really defense, good. it's the matchups though it's really yeah that's true it probably is a uh, Phoenix is like Phoenix is scary like if, if, yeah, if really good. Good. Okay. like Aiden Aiden looked incredible in game one I did not think he was like there's no way I thought he would have been the best Big, yeah, in of all those game. bigs, of all in those names, game. he was the best one that game, yeah. So, if CP3 is okay, like he, if he's okay, I mean, I don't, it's not like they can't make a run with with like him hobbled or whatever. Because I think they, I think Book and Aiden, if they play at that level, can probably do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's all right, I think Phoenix might be the team to to beat in this in this West. Like, if D Book plays at that level. And then Aiton plays at that level. And then you have Bridges, who's really good. Crowder, who's a veteran. Um, Campaign, who's been playing. Campaign's had the best career year of his career. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he's been <laughs> really good. As a Bulls yeah. fan, that definitely came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> oh, you're, you're a Bulls guy. I got yeah, a bunch I'm of Bulls, Bulls fans. Guy. Yeah. No, I stayed the, the, on the after people. MJ left, and I've regretted it ever since, every year since. So uh, I was trying to be well, loyal, but it's not working out. I might have to do an episode on them one of these days. <laughs> that would be like a five hour just f bomb city right. um but yeah so i i i don't i shouldn't like phoenix i shouldn't trust phoenix because phoenix is always the team that's like they'll put together a good roster and they'll they'll be fun to watch and then there's a flame out coming in the playoffs but i just think this group is a little bit different and i don't know i like them a lot and another thing is Denver without Murray, I don't know if they can hang. You know what I mean? I think they're going to have a tough time. I with Portland. see. I, I think they can, though. I think Denver only because how Michael Porter Jr. is playing and how yeah. uh, Aaron Gordon is playing, like the two of them, I think they can sustain. They, I think they'll make it. I didn't initially, but now after seeing him, like Michael Porter Jr., how he's actually like been a piece they can rely on now, like in the playoffs. I think they'll make a pass forward at least. They, All right, I think let's go. Let's my, get on the bracket. My two shockers, my two shockers out of the West are Denver and um Dallas. Denver and Dallas, I'm the most impressed with. Mm. I think in the first two games. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go matchups and let's go by the. Let's go down the bracket. So you have, like go. we talked a little bit about Utah, Memphis. Let's start there though with the one eight. Like I do feel it's as simple as like Ja making threes. I think if he can come off those ball screens with where they're where Rudy's switching onto him and you know hit like four or five threes. I know it's asking a lot, but he's got to be able to do it if they're going to win this series. Because I just don't think Dylan Brooks is going to score 30 a night. You know? I just don't. Even if, I mean, even if, even if he's – but even if he's getting 20, like – and then Jaws getting over 25. But isn't that the difference in game one? If Dylan Brooks scores 20, Utah wins, don't they? Yeah. But you know if Jaws – if Jaws if ja hits without threes Donovan. now. If, if ja, yes, yeah, true. What is his timetable? He's, he's, he's playing. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll play a game too. Oh, I think that's I think that's wrap. it right there. It's a wrap. Yeah, I think it's a wrap. That's what I mean. I think Utah's too good. Yeah, I don't I don't I, like, I don't I like think that. they I don't I don't think Memphis will ultimately. They might they might steal another game though. Mm-hmm. I can see it going six, but I don't at the end of the day, I, I don't think yeah. that they'll 
I don't think that they can pull that one off, especially if Mitchell is healthy and playing like himself. I, I think Utah is too much. Plus, if you bring Donovan back and he's healthy, you have two of the best six men in the league coming off the bench in Clarkson and Ingles. Like, because right now Ingles is starting for Mitchell. So if you bring that pop off the bench, and then I thought Derek Favors did really good in game one. I thought he played really well. You know, when Rudy was in foul trouble, I thought he was better than Rudy in game one. So that won't stay that way. So if he plays, if Favors plays the way he plays in game one, Rudy plays, stays out of foul trouble. Um, Mitchell is good with the ankle, and then you can bring Ingles and Clarkson off the bench. I mean, that you Memphis cannot keep up with that. That's too much. That's that's asking Ja to do too much. He'd have to he'd have to go like 50, 10, and 10, like LeBron did against the Warriors, like that to, to keep up with that. There's just too much. You can win, you can win a single game on like heart and emotion. Like you saw the, the Grizzlies bench and stuff. Like you can win a game like that, but I don't, you can't win a series right like that when you're <clears throat> when you're not as good as the other team. Right. That's what I, like seven games, the best team usually wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why this Celtics will win Game Three. That's exactly that's what I was just trying to say. Like, now you guys are catching uh-huh. on. <laughs> yeah. So how do you? I, I don't know, Jordan. How do you see Utah, Memphis, or Cole? Like, I, I got you. Yeah, Utah probably in like five or six. I could see Memphis. So you think Memphis gets another one then? I, think, I could yeah, see I think, it. Yeah, I think Utah in six. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if Mitchell's fine, like if he plays well in game two and the ankle is good to go, I think they'll they won't lose another game in this series. They'll, they'll right. be it'll be four one essentially. But it all depends on how he looks. Because if he's not again, it's it messes that that whole rotation gets altered a bit. Um, if he's not mm-hmm. good to go, or if he pushes it too early and he's not right. Um, first of all, if he's not right, he's food out there, like Cole said. Uh, and then, um, but if Ingles has a start, then you only have the one guy off the bench, which is more than Memphis will have. They'll still probably be the favorites, but Memphis can make it more of a series if Mitchell isn't right, in my opinion. And that is, it's a lot more helpful for uh, for Clarkson too. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's. I think he's really good at what he does, but you don't want him to be your main. Yeah your go-to score. Like, you need Mitchell out there. You don't want to give Clarkson too much responsibility to start taking some crazy shots and stuff. Right. Um, All right, let's go Clippers-Dallas, the next game in that upper portion of the bracket. Like, God, man. I don't – I don't – it's not like (laughs) – can Luka beat the Clippers by himself? Like, basically is what the question comes down to, right? Can he make – can he get to his spots enough where – and he shoot, shoot the ball well enough handle the physicality that's going to be thrown at him to see to beat the I think, seven games. And the answer to that is no. But if he has his teammates with him, they can. So just a lot of the discussion on Clippers Twitter and discourse and, and whatnot is just let Luca be Luca. You know, switch the ball screens. Let him take his million step backs. If he's making them, he's making them. He's not going to make them all, but let him score his 40, 50 points, but you don't want him, you know, you don't want to sit in the drop and just have him turn the pick and roll and just hit. Mm-hmm. Finney Smith can't have 18. Mm-hmm. Hardaway can't have 20. You know, Porzingis can't have, you know, like once all the other people get going, they're hard to stop because Luca is that good. But if you let Luca take 25, 30 shots, like I'm fine with that. And if they beat you like that, they beat you like that. But it's that's a lot harder to do when he has 40 and everybody else has 10. Yeah, but you don't want to get Finney Smith going and Hardaway going and 
Kleber and then they all, you know, they start feeling themselves. They start talking a little trash. They're feeling good. You know, that that's the way I see it personally. Um, so can you Luka's let Luca be? Can you let Luca be Luca without him facilitating though? Because that's kind of what he does. Like he he's. I think you. I think you can if you just okay. switch. Like they, he's gonna hunt the pick and roll every time for the yep. matchup he wants because yep. he's that good. He's that smart. And last game it was Zubats. Mm-hmm. And then when they have like a Reggie Jackson or somebody in the game, of course, that that's the easy target. But yeah, if you if you have Zubat on him, he's just gonna take a jumper. He's not gonna go to the basket. Mm. He's not gonna finish at the basket. I should say he's gonna take a bunch of step back threes, and he's gonna take more of them if he's hitting. Um, I think that's that's the key. You just live with it. You don't overreact. I thought that even last game he was killing them. He's making all their shots, but, but they were still down by like two the whole time. Is when. They switched up the coverage and started double teaming him. And he was throwing it to the guy that was, that was slipping the picks and they were spraying it to the corners. Like that's that's when the game got out of reach, in my opinion. So, so don't overcomplicate it to try to stop his. Okay. Well, his see, that worked, happen. but that worked last year for the Clippers, like when they played Dallas, because like after, I guess, game one, when Porzingis was gone, then it was like, because uh-huh. then that's when Luca really tried to like be like, all right, let me put the team on my back. And when he does mm-hmm. that, he's not as effective. I agree. He mm-hmm. like when he takes crazy shots, it's like the the pace is slower for the team. It's so gonna it's wear not, you out eventually too. But when he is the facilitator, when like to a cutting Kristaps Porzingis or a cutting Finney Smith or relocating like Tim Hardaway Jr., like that's when it gets scary. And right. that's what they did in game one. And so right. that's where it's like if as long as they if they limit that and just let him try to go out there and kill, because if he gets fifty. Like he might even get fifty a triple double, but they might lose because if he's getting fifty, they, he's taken because of the way he plays, he's taken so right. many shots from other guys. So and and I liken it to 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 like a LeBron. Now I'm not comparing the two, but like I get what you mean. It sounds like you are style of play. I get what you mean in terms of style of play. I get what you mean. Like, what you mean. if you're any team. You're okay. I mean, you don't want LeBron to score 50, but if LeBron's got to score 50 and take all the shots. Mm-hmm. And that means that, you know, back in the Cavs days, he wasn't finding Corver for all these threes or J.R. Smith and getting downhill and doing all this stuff. LeBron scores 50, so be it. But everybody yeah. else was kind of quiet. So I think that's I think that's the approach that they should take, whether they do it or not. I don't know. I don't think it's as easy as everybody thinks it is. Just throw Kawhi. Or Paul George on him because he's just gonna call for a pick. Yeah, and like the switches. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Tonight's gonna be really interesting. I still think ultimately that they have too many good players, and then the Rondo addition I feel like changes a lot. Like I don't, I don't think there's any panic. Where I thought last year there was a lot of panic when things weren't going right. Mm. But I don't think there's a lot of panic this year. But we'll see. I ultimately still think it'll be Clippers. I don't know how long it's gonna take six or seven, but. That's uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost to. Yeah, no, well, I mean that's the Clipper in you, like just expecting, Pessim- yeah, pessimist, yeah, exactly, expecting the disaster to to be right around the corner. Yeah, I don't, I think that's interesting because, like I said, I don't know, I don't necessarily trust for a lot of the reasons you've stated, but there's just something weird about the Kawhi PG thing. Like they just, they feel like they're built from the same type of. Mold. They're better. They're better when one of them is on the court, like. Yeah, maybe not as a team, but individually. When, right. when Kawhi sits, Paul George starts to cook. When Paul George sits, Kawhi gets to post and does his thing. They're they're kind of they're they're on very similar. Other, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're on top of each other a little bit. I feel the same. Yeah, totally. Agree. Like the same spots of the court. Man. 
I know. That's what I mean. It's like two. It's like watching two like Scotties out there. It's like that probably wouldn't mm-hmm. work. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um. What about Denver? How do you guys feel about Denver Portland? Without so Denver without Murray and versus Dame time basically is that like Portland's been like kind of a hot team to pick the last couple of years right because you feel like if if Dame can sustain some absurd play and the others can kind of and CJ can cook and like all that like they'll be all right but they're like, similar they don't to, they don't guard anybody man like how do you they don't guard anybody at, at all at like all it's, it's it's crazy but they're they're similar to what we just talked about with. Kawhi and PG like Dame and CJ. Yeah, do they? They don't. They don't ever both have good games at the same time. It's either one or the other. Right. Like they're very. You know, they're very. Yeah. They're the same player. I mean, Dame's better, obviously, but they do the same. They same spots, ball in their hands, pick and roll, mm-hmm. ISO. Mm-hmm. None of them are really catch and shoot players. I mean, Dame could be, but they just have him with the ball in his hands so much that they don't run any. Like like yesterday, I was talking to a friend. He he was killing in the first half, and they put Gordon on him to slow him down, with his length and stuff. But like, I thought Steph Curry, Steve Curry is gonna have him running around. Gordon's not gonna be able to keep up. They're gonna do things to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. The Blazers, they just have the ball in James' hand so many times in the pick and roll that it's it's a little bit easier to turn his water off. And then you know you, you get a little bit stagnant. Like CJ wasn't doing anything while Dame was going off, and it's it's usually it's like that, but. Mm-hmm. I think that they should have enough to beat this version of the Denver Nuggets. So under man with Austin Rivers starting and Faku mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Campazo, like they should be able to beat this team. But I think Jokic is that good, and Michael Malone is really that good as a coach. Like, yeah. I, I I never thought that much of him until obviously what they did to the Clippers last year and what they did before that to Utah, like just making adjustments and figuring things out. So I can never, I can never count them out, even though I think Portland should be able to beat this team. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you uh, like, you like MPJ though, Jordan, you think that's the difference? I do. I do. I think he is the difference for them. And I think just, I initially thought that the Blazers were going to like have at it with the uh, Nuggets just because they're back. Like I didn't think they could keep up with uh, Dame and CJ with, uh, uh, what's his name out? Um, Murray, Murray, excuse me, yeah. Murray out. But they've shown that, and Jokic has shown that there's no problem there, and he's going to go get 38, you know, and just five shots. And now I'm thinking more so. I'm like, seriously, well, how big. good was he last night? <laughs> Real quick, are you are we are we fans? Are Scary and the Scrub fans of Jokic? I need to I, I am pro. I am Jokic fan. Yeah, pro Jokic right. here. I think right, Steph cool. Curry should be the MVP, but I'm I'm definitely a Jokic guy though. Oh wow! I, see, this is why I again. This is why I'm saying there needs to be two awards. There needs to be <laughs> yeah, you did best perform. There yeah. needs to be like a best performance, best perform. I've bro, I felt this way. I've been adamant on this one thing since like because the MVP the award is just weird now because I thought it back to like even when Steph and like James Harden like when it was like between them because I'm like James Harden had the most impressive performance award like the year he was like having sixty yeah. like in like four straight games or whatever it was, something crazy like that. I'm like, there needs to be like most impressive performer and most valuable player. Cause like there's years where it's like, if you, it's value, it's like your Giannis got your LeBron's like what Jokic is doing in terms of value this year for that team mm-hmm. overall value. Yes. And then the, like what Steph did, like not to say that's not valuable, but it was also 
just so impressed. Like it was the most impressive performance out of anybody throughout the whole season. So not to go on a tangent there, but that's my, my whole MVP thing. But yes, pro Jokic. You don't, do you like the, are you, do you like the Steph MVP argument or no, Cole? How do you feel about that? I don't, I'm, I'm not with that. No. Um, <laughs> Why? Dude, that, that roster was. He's also hot. a Clippers guy. Too. I mean, that's a steaming uh, pile of like New York garbage, that roster without Steph. They don't, they don't win nothing without that man. Nothing. I agree. Like, so how much, like five I mean, and how much do we weigh? Something like that. But what did they win with them, though? Like, well, they did. I mean, without this wonky play in, which was awesome, they're, they're, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, um, I think he had an MVP caliber performance throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I, but like just knowing the award, I don't know how you give it to someone that didn't make the playoffs. Is what that's where I'm coming from with that argument. But like okay. him as an individual, absolutely put the team on his back. He did things that he probably maybe wasn't even capable of doing during his MVP years, the pre Durant years. Like it was that impressive. But I don't know, like. He's just out of sight now. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. hard to. It would, it would like kill the whole like, because the whole thing is like you watch dudes go into the playoffs and then they get swept and then they hand them the MVP like two yeah. weeks later and you're like, okay, really? Like it, the way the NBA awards it, like they kill the vibe for it, I think. Yeah. It's like if you, if you, like what Giannis got just blown off the court by Miami last year, like irrelevant, right? And they like, you know, they ham an MVP and it's like, okay, but right. LeBron's the best player in this bubble, right? But now. then it also changes the conversation to like for years going forward. Like if you give Steph an MVP this year, now it's like, okay, what about all the years that I don't know, the the Thunder, I mean, he did get MVP, but like the Thunder sucked and Westbrook averaged 30 and 10 or last year, the Blazers were hurt all year. It was just Dame. And he averaged th- same stats as Steph. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of just does yeah. that going forward. Well, Dame was the bubble. Or even like a Zach. Dame was the bubble. Like if Zach Levine was a stuff. No. Yeah, stop. Okay, true. all right. That's, if that's, Zach Levine was a snuck into the, the playing it. game this year. You're talking craziness now. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Do not was, put Zach Levine with that. <laughs> no. This is a I'm hard cut off. It's <laughs> funny. I'm just saying. That got crazy real quick. No. <laughs> um... Now I respect for you. I respect your your persistence in trying to like negate my argument, but you went too far there. All right, I'll leave it alone then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I just like feel like that I, he did so much, man. Every pick and roll, like it's it's not you know there's it's not a there's no drop coverage. It's like hard double, get the ball out of his hands. But he gets downhill, mm-hmm. he gets to the mid-range, he makes plays for others. They just can't make plays off of him. No one, no one on that roster can make plays. If he had any just one more shooter, if he had clay with him yeah. this year, they'd easily be a top four seed in the West. Easily. That's I, would, all. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree with that. Because he's just, he was just like you couldn't stop him. You can't he's the hardest guard in the league, I think. The hardest he's, to defend. Because he, he's so good without the ball, too. Like yeah. If you yeah. sleep for a, for a half a second, you're it's too late. Right? And I mean, they mi- cut back door. Yeah, right. and they missed the playoffs. But I mean, Memphis was an OT loss, and Lakers were down to the wire. So it's not like mm-hmm. you know they didn't get they didn't get stomped out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Steph's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel 
it's it's crazy because like you know there are years where even when he was like unanimous MVP and whatnot, people were hating on it. I don't feel like there's any way you can hate on what Steph did this year. He carried, like he did mm-hmm. what everybody has been saying LeBron's been doing for all these years, carry just a a massively undermanned roster to a place that it didn't belong. But then people will say, well, LeBron's teams went to the finals. That's true. They did. That's why LeBron's oh. the mean, second. LeBron's in the that's why LeBron's the second category. best player of all time, though. That's why he's the second best. Right, Jordan? But yeah. No, stop. second best no, player all time, that. right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> that is Goat James, Goaty Goat, Goat James. You'll see when he gets miraculously to the finals. This oh, year. you think? Oh, that's what you're saying now. I'm going to find out this year that he's the goat. That's when. That's when yes. it's going to happen. Yes. I've been hearing yes. that. You'll see for like ten years. Like you'll see. This will be the year he'll show you that he's better than MJ. Are you? He's I mean, he's number two for you though, for sure. There's nobody else. Yeah, I think he's solidly number two. I think the uh, what year was it? Well, the 16 finals, yeah. That even when and they yeah. beat the they beat the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, even though if Draymond doesn't get suspended, the Warriors put that thing away in five or whatever it was, six. Yeah, are you? Um, that's a good question. You're are you are you a Kobe guy, Cole? Oh yeah, West Coast. Uh, I wasn't necessarily a Kobe guy. No, no but it sounds kind of weird to say now. Like he's no longer with us. I don't want to sound like I'm talking about. No, 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 yeah, no, it's okay. not, not like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, but I just I was, know I, mean, I just know certain people like you know like are like the generation of hoopers that just grew yeah. up watching like because I know too mm-hmm. especially from being a Celtics fan like out here even the love for Kobe runs deep because it's just like when the Celtics were the rivals in 08 and mm-hmm. 09. Well, for me, like for me, I've been a Clippers fan my whole life. So like, especially like my high school years, college stuff like when the Clippers were good and the Lakers were still good. Like I kind of just didn't like Kobe just because the talk around him, they're the rivals kind of just deflected all of it. But I think once he got later in his career or even once he retired, I like appreciated way more, like how amazing he was. Like it was kind of just a competitive thing in the moment where I'm like Kobe, whatever. But like now more than ever is like, he was phenomenal. Like uh, he's not my goat, but he's, Amazing, like he—he's up there, in my opinion. So, who is your who is your goat? My goat is LeBron. And yeah, well, we got two. This, we got two oh, LeBron no. goats on. I here. tell people that. I tell people this all the time. I say, I grew up on LeBron, so it's hard for me to. That's like, like, that's I didn't grow. I was I was barely born when Jordan was doing this thing, and that's not to. That doesn't discredit him or anything, but like I didn't live it. All I see is highlights. So, like, of course, I'm going to see all the good stuff. Like, thank you. Dude, I'll different. send you. There's a, there's, there's like full you. games on YouTube. I'll send all of them to you. I have, I have another laptop. I have like his whole, every single playoff game he ever played in, like, downloaded on my laptop. I'll send what him. Makes him. If you want to see him, I'll him show you. Goat. I'll what send, makes him the GOAT to what you makes, as opposed what? to LeBron? The finals stuff? Yeah. The whole, like, argue, the whole, the whole story. Did you, you watch The Last Dance, right? You saw, like, mm-hmm. What the mm-hmm. how the world changed around that man's greatness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't a Kobe without him. There isn't a LeBron without him. Like there, the, he he made basketball a global game. There isn't. Like it's what, what was what was the NBA? What was the okay, NBA? so we're talking about what was the NBA before MJ took off? Like before he was like before be like Mike Bird and Magic. Yeah, that that it wasn't like that. Still on tape delay. I mean, it was in the. The 80s. Who like yeah, 
what, what, does that what was the do? what was the first dream team? Like uh, Magic were on Bird and Magic were on Olympic teams before, and what was the first dream team? MJ. I mean, Jordan yeah. Jordan popularized the game. Yeah, and yeah. It was just a global, on a global just, scale. Yeah, but it was, and it was just at the time where they like finally could do that because they finally you know, the other like, funny, had you know, the technology in the way that like we're able to connect countries. Technology, like, like technology. yeah, very early age, whatever the dinosaur technology you had back in the <laughs> early whatever age of Michael Jordan. Like whatever that was, like it, like you know, progression of time. So. You know what? It'll just one quick point on that part of it because people always the argument coming up was always like, Michael what LeBron has to deal with, what LeBron has to deal with from a social media standpoint is way harder than what MJ has to deal with, and I it, that's why I was I was glad that people threw in his father's death in the Last Dance because I remember that vividly as a kid. People thought that man got his father killed. Think about Le- Le- LeBron over, gets over the gambling stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So think about that. LeBron has to deal with trash talk on Twitter and yeah, it sucks. And like skip Bayless and them, they like put like toxic culture in sports debate. Basically. I hmm. get that, but I, I'm old enough to remember that when Michael Jordan's father died, people blamed Michael Jordan for that. So think about that. You have to That's be crazy. an all-time great while carrying the criticism of you, of your vices causing your the death of your father for crying out loud. There is no pressure like that. There's nothing like that. Mm. So I know people think social media is like the trump card with like LeBron has more pressure than MJ. Like, <laughs> trust me, Michael was the first, he was the pioneer for like the globalization of the game. He had more pressure on him than any athlete ever before. So, so when we when we talk about the goat discussion, are we bringing in non basketball like yeah, I do. things too? Like I do. Okay, okay. So with, with it's the same Steph thing Curry with Muhammad Ali. I feel like Muhammad Ali's greatness extends beyond the ring itself. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like I I do it with MJ because otherwise I okay. feel like he's just a because otherwise so I feel we're not like just you can talking have about player on court, right? I think the player okay. on the well, court is pretty untouchable in its own right, but I think you have to go beyond that to find the true, like to, to have the actual conversation. Very interesting. And that's why LeBron's I mean, second you, for me. You I feel like all the off-the-court stuff it. he's done, I feel like all the off-the-court off stuff LeBron has done as well as on it puts him above like Bird and Kobe and like everybody else who would kind of be in the conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, how do you quantify schools and – Everything. How do you quantify like a Steph Curry? Because literally, he changed the game. Like all yeah. this shooting and and stuff. Like, how would he enter the the goat argument? Um, I mean, I don't think any of us think that he's as good as those guys. But no, for sure. I, well, for me, it's I don't know how Jordan feels, but like for me, it's tougher because his best seasons were on absolutely absurdly loaded rosters, like. Because Katie's one of those dudes too. Katie's an all-time great. Clay's an all-time great, in my opinion. Um, so that's just, like he, you know, so he's one of them. Then it's it's tough to isolate him. The way mm-hmm. the, the, I made this argument, like when we had Mitch on a couple a uh, few weeks ago. Um, there's three people in my time in my life that have been so good they changed the way the game was played, like. At every level, down to YMCA, up to high school, college, all that type of stuff. Um, it was MJ, 
Iverson and Steph. Like those are the three. So I put Steph up there, not quite in the GOAT conversation, but there's, in my opinion, Steph is one of the few dudes that I've seen that you could um, kind of replicate what he did and it changed the way people play the game. LeBron doesn't fit that for me because LeBron is like built, literally physically built different than it's possible to be built most in most cases. So there have been very few guys who come up in the, come up through the game that can play like LeBron does. You don't see people playing like LeBron in high school, AAU, college. Like he's just, it's different. I don't know how to explain it, but like you see people playing like Steph all the time. You see people play. And when Iverson was going, um, like he changed the culture of the game in a massive way. And then MJ did it as well. So that's, I have three, those three are in a class by themselves in that conversation for me, because I think those three all came along and people tried to emulate them on a, like a extremely wide scale. So that's the respect I give Steph. I don't have him in a goat conversation, but that's, I give him that because he did change basketball. He was one of those guys for me. Is that fair? That's fair. I, that's, that's part of my argument too. When I have a lot of debates with my, some of my close friends about him and Steph, They're, I mean, him and Dame, They're like Dame is just as good as Steph. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he is. But when we talk like career impact, like I don't think that anybody could change the game the way that Dame did that. I mean that Steph did that. Like yeah. there are no, you know what I mean? So no, I'm with you on that. It, it's just an interesting debate. It it is. I, I agree with that point just because it's the way that Steph does it too. It's just like look like it looks so effortless, but like you know, I mean. The real note, like he's put so much time and work into all the parts of his crazy shape. Crazy, crazy. His pace is unreal. His pace is unbelievable. His change of speed, his change of like levels, like all of it is just like unbelievable. So, I mean, yeah, that's I give him that the credit for that as well, and that's what I think. Yeah, but that's why I think. I I mean, I I haven't. That's why I think he's the MVP this year because everything he does, and then Golden State being garbage. And then basically making the playoffs in an old system would have, I mean, maybe that's a bad argument because it is a system that exists. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not foolproof, but I feel like watching them get bounced early was like a sealer for me. I'm like, I'm like, man, if he had anybody that could shoot the ball consistently, it would have been. You saw, you saw, you saw how Clay was so amped up after, like just the stuff that he put out. I just read from, yeah. Instagram, Harry was like, I've never been hungrier in my life. Because he's like, he's just been sitting watching Steph cook for a whole yeah. year. Yeah. Now he's like, are you, I cannot are you big, wait. Are you a Clay fan? Oh, I love, I love Clay. Mm-hmm. I just, the catch and shoot, that he's the, the defense. Like, like, I, I, yeah. The, 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 his size. And he's, just, he's like the sneaky, he's not like a crazy athlete, but he just gets it done. Like, if he needs to get mm-hmm. a dunk in, he'll get the dunk it. Like, he, just get it done. He's just. Do you think he'll be able play. to? You think he'll be able to pick up where he left? I hope. In terms of- I do. I do. I hope so. You're talking about an ACL and an Achilles back to back. That is like a yeah. tough hurdle, right yeah. there. Because right now I'm watching. I'm watching Boogie, the Cousins. Mm-hmm. He had the ACL and the Achilles. Yep. It's like, man. I mean, he's a lot. He's built a lot different. He's a lot bigger and so. Mm-hmm. But like, like he, he moves a lot different. That's than what not he the used same as 
when he was Bayou Boogie down there in New Orleans, yeah. killing with Anthony Davis. Right, yeah. Yeah. He's he's never been those are those are two like major injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his shooting. I don't think his shooting is going to go anywhere. That's that's muscle he's memory. Got, he's always I mean, had touch, touch. He he he's never like super athletic when he shoots. He's not jumping crazy high or anything. Right. Uh, I think it's like the defense and some of the, you know, change of direction type stuff where it's going to take a while, but his shooting will still be there. Let's jump into uh, Phoenix, LA, real quick before we hop on the east side of it. What's like so? Phoenix got game one, obviously, uh, but CP3 got nicked up. Can Phoenix get over the? Can they get through the the champs? Like, is LeBron and are LeBron and AD like too banged up, too like war torn from the bubble, basically, to you know grind their way through this series without a Rondo, without Dwight, like all the people I'm, we talked about earlier. I'm, like I'm I'm I'll make my answer pretty quick. LeBron James wins sixty percent of series. He loses game one. And Anthony He's never Davis lost had, in the first round. And Anthony ever? Davis had the worst plus minus of his whole career. Like last game he had it was terrible. So okay. I don't think he'll be that bad. And I think that the like I I don't bet against LeBron. I don't do it. That's fair. All right, Cole, uh, defend your goat, man. Let's go. I might be, I'm, I might be prisoner of the moment here, but there, it's just so many things have gone against them throughout this season, like with injuries, with whatever health and safety protocols, with the way their roster has been constructed. Like, I just don't, I don't think they're that, I don't think they're that like amazing. And I know that that can go either way when you. Definitely with LeBron, uh, I'm whatever on AD. I think he's he's good, but he's he's not like a Jokic or anything to me. But that's a different discussion. Um, so it's all it's really all just gonna depend on what what our goat is able to do. Because I think Phoenix I'm is really AD. good. I think <laughs> I think Chris Paul. <laughs> I think Chris Paul is really good. Um, I, I still think that the Lakers figure it out uh, eventually. Maybe it takes seven for them to do it. I think they figure it out. You just not just trust. Because. You just not trust Phoenix or too young. It's 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 a yeah. It's it's a more. I don't trust Phoenix, and I know that LeBron can, can turn it on more than any other player in the NBA right now. Hmm. So that's that's what I mean. I think the Lakers will figure it out. They'll get it done in seven. See, the uh, thing about the thing about the Lakers is. I, I didn't feel like they were built for it in the bubble. Um, but AD played out of his mind in the bubble, in the playoffs. I just looked at You know what I mean? He hasn't really – other than that 20, little no. sample, he hasn't played like that his whole career or since. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. He shot – I looked at the numbers yesterday. On long twos, which he took the most of in his career in the yeah. bubble, he yeah. shot a whole – 46% when he shoots a career like 38. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was it was crazy. crazy. Uh, like he went he leveled up crazy. He's playing his plan out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean He's, I mean look I at mean, the, look at that Denver and I, series. And I like and he I hit that game winner on Plumley like that he doesn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? The that's, fun, that's, the, that's, and the, the funny thing too I wrote about was I think I thought what was going to stunt Anthony Davis's playoffs performance the most this year was not having Rondo. If you look back at the mm. tapes, like Rondo got him so many. Rondo and LeBron were on a different level of playmaking, like in the bubble, where mm-hmm. they like Anthony Davis got the ball wherever he wanted. Like, and especially playing with 
when he had Dwight in the like those guys out there, like Dwight and them don't step in the, the same shooter spots that he does. Mm-hmm. And so it made it so much easier for him. But and now him not having that, I I just I think he'll be better though. I don't think he's gonna plus think about the shots that like think about the shots that Rondo got for like KCP and those guys, like you know what I mean? And he also shot the three ball really well himself too. What do you really well? Yeah, best in his career in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I mean. The Lakers the Lakers got weird when they won that finals last year. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's they did something happen if they can do that again. I'm with it's it's definitely it's a different like I know we're talking about shooting like it's a it's a different feel like they're basically at practice last year in a lot of those games like Mm -hmm. there's no fans in there there's not a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. you gotta deal with the crowd like it's 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 different if you you go into Phoenix and Phoenix hasn't been in the playoffs since 2010 or something like that and you know it's full capacity and people are yelling like those those shots that you have open in the corner after you miss one or two, they start to feel a little different than mm-hmm. you miss one or two in the bubble and there's no, there's no reaction. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's, it's definitely different uh, being in the regular arena environment. I think that changes a lot. That's why a lot of people haven't been able to replicate, replicate what they did in, in the bubble. Um, I mean, Jamal Murray turned into to Steph Curry last year in the bubble. He was uh, so Tyler, good, right? Tyler Hero was, they didn't want to trade James Harden for him. Like, it's just a lot. Of, it's just a different setting. Like, but I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't think he'll. He's not gonna. He had 13 points last game. Like Anthony Davis is not gonna average 13 points. He'll be better. And you know, for as for as as bad as they played, their defense is always. St- I mean, they only allow oh, yeah. like 90 something points. Like, yeah. if you're gonna allow Phoenix 90 points. I think I trust the Lakers offense enough at some point with their star power to be able to, to do a little better than the 80 or whatever they scored. So, okay. yeah, I definitely yeah. will get a better feel for this series. I think after three games are in like mm-hmm. one is LeBron always loses game one. I swear every time yeah, that's what, so he, he comes took, in he like and just shots. lays an absolute he's, egg he's in game chilling. one. He's just feeling it out. He's like, all right, he's just chilling. You know, they're good at this. They're good at that. Like I'll figure you out. Like, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. I've he's seen him like, do it let, too much. Let them over. Let let DeAndre Ayton overexert himself in the first game and go get sixteen rebounds and like whatever he had. Like, and he's like, I'll have something by game. And really, it's game three that matters. Game three is really yeah. what's going to matter because it's yep. like if they lose their first one back in LA and they're down. Even if they even if they like split now and then they go back and they're down, then two one going into game four. Then I'm like, all right, now we should. Now you guys should address there is a problem. But mm-hmm. until then, I think they're still no. If they go, if they lose, if they drop game two and one of the games in LA, they're done. They're yeah. Done. Agreed. So if they go down three one, you say it's over with. Yeah, yeah. Like they, I think because then we'll, I think we'll know by then they're just not built to win it this year. You know even I mean? if because LeBron will figure, LeBron will figure it out before then. If he, if there's something to figure out, I mean, he'll figure it out before then. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what I, I mean. I just think game one is my I've learned over the years never to panic after or never to make a conclusion on a LeBron series based on game one because mm-hmm. he's laid so many eggs in game one that feel, it feels like intentional at this point where he's just like, I'm going to let you guys do get real comfortable and then I'm going to really go just, in, I'm going to watch yeah. film and then we'll talk with our guys real quick and then we'll come out and you won't even know who you're playing anymore. Very calculated. Yeah. yeah. The most, one of the more cerebral players. Like, if you talk about goats, like cerebral players, like, I don't think there's any been anybody 
like who thinks the game like LeBron ever. Right. Like MJ, MJ was like a mental, like was mental warfare. Like LeBron's about game warfare, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like tactical warfare, I guess. Is that, am I talking in the same thing? Am I talking in circles? Right no, now? I got you. I got you. Okay. Makes yeah. Sense. He'll figure something out. If there's something to figure out, he'll figure it out. Um, so Philly, Washington, <laughs> I feel crazy even asking this, like the Russ show, the, are we like, how do you guys feel about Russ on here? Is this like a pro Russ? Are we, is a pro Russ? I'm pro, I'm pro Russ. Pro Russ. Sure. Okay. I'm, Jordan. I'm see I'm pro Russ, but I don't think the way he plays is ever going to result in a championship. In the championship. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, too. I think the I way don't he hate plays, Russ, but I also know. I, there's yeah. I don't, I don't, in that. I, like, I think, yes, I agree. I think there's just limitations to the way that he plays. I think he's like a unique, one-of-a-kind type mm-hmm. of player in terms of the energy he plays with and his physical ability and what he can do. Like, not a lot of people can do literally pull off the moves that he does, yeah. attacking the basket and body control, things like that. But I don't think he – like, I don't think his style just – even if you put, like, an unbelievable group around him, I don't know if – that could end up in the championship if he's playing yeah averaging triple even if he's just averaging triple double i don't know yeah cole philly's walking through this series right yeah it'll walk in the park i don't i don't, I don't even know if it'll be a gentleman's sweep i think it might just be a sweep yeah yeah uh, yeah philly's awesome. philly's too good i got that one mm-hmm. yeah i don't think I, were there were there any of the teams that could have made that eight spot that would have given philly a run like any of them i don't think there were Nah. Yeah. Who, who was it? Indiana, Charlotte. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. Boston was the other one, but Boston. yeah. Yeah. Your, your Bulls tried to creep into that playing game for a little bit, but uh... it was in their best interest. Not See, this is, cl- you know, who t- I'll just I'll say this about the Bulls. Classic Bulls for them to make a move, a playoff push by trading. Um... I mean, for uh, Vucevic. Yeah. <laughs> To make a move for the for um you know a low seed in the playoffs in the East just to get worked by a better team, and then for Zach Levine to be out, and then for them to crater, and then for him to come back, and for them to try and show that they could build some late season momentum and push for that play-in tournament, and then in the process of it, screw up their draft pick. It's classic Bulls, man. Ever since MJ left, I swear they've been shooting themselves. They've been finding new feet to shoot. Like, it's insane. It's insane. They came back and beat – they came – Zach Levine came back, and they beat a whole bunch. They, like – they they tried to push for it, and they didn't make it, and then they also screwed up their draft pick in the process. So now they're going to get, like, a they're – they're not going to get a pick out of it. Like, like, what, 14, 15, something like that? Yeah, it's like yeah. – it's going to be nothing. They're good, and they're going to be the same squad next year. Like I hope they, I, I hope you know what you know what I hope they do. I hope they find like the Warriors. Like I hope Golden State gets like the fourth pick, and like the Bulls are like, hey, you want Zach Levine at the end of his deal here? Like they're like, oh, oh, you so are, you're not a, okay. You wanna, so you, I, you I figured out that you're not a Zach Levine guy. Listen, I think Zach Levine has gotten better, but he's also going. He's also gone. Like they're not going to sign him to a long term deal. I don't think. Like some, he's gonna go somewhere else. You want Kemba? I'll trade you Kemba. I do not want Kemba. Thank right you for now. thank you for asking though. I right appreciate now. Yeah, I appreciate you right asking. Now that I would that would want... actually 
that would make it a series. Give me a give me Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, healthy, and Tatum. Mm-hmm. I'll take oh, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you give me all your at, that's fine. I'll give you that. We have no picks this year. But yeah, I was going to say you ruined all that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Golden State. I feel like if Golden State still falls into where they can't um, get, like, you know, Minnesota's pick is protected, I think, one through three, right? Until mm-hmm. 2022. So if Minnesota gets, like, the fourth pick and it goes to Golden State, yeah, I'm Billy Donovan, but yeah, send Levine, man. Get, uh, get, just, get like a Jalen Suggs, build it back up. Golden yeah. State, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> That's trying get, to you're gonna have to get Draymond out of there, then if that's the route you're going. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I'll take if you're if I'm getting Jalen Suggs in the draft, like, and I'm and I'm getting something for Zach Levine, I'll take Draymond if that's fine. If that's what you need, that's fine. That's if that's what you if that's what Golden State needs to make it happen, I'll accept that. I, even you okay. can throw me Jordan Poole too. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Give me Jordan Poole as long as as long as I'm getting Suggs, I can figure out the rest of the roster after that. But Zach Levine's gonna walk, and they're gonna get nothing for him. So it's like it's pointless. Just go get, just make the move already. He Zach tried to go on. for it, then he got, then he was out, and then you tried to go for it again for the play-in yeah. tournament, and you screwed up your picks. Like so, yeah, they don't want to be stuck in that like no. mediocre fringe yes. territory forever. Yeah, they're yeah. like, you know what they are? They're turning into the Clippers, Cole. Oh There's, wow! Oh wow! The that was good. I didn't expect not that. quite, not quite, but I mean, I, I'm just—I can see what you're saying about the results. We'll you know what I mean? You know deep down what I'm talking about when I say that, like about the the end result. Yeah, doing the same yeah. thing over and over. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, the faces changed, and the pro, but the process stays the same, and the results stay the same. Like, but the process is still still more fun. Yeah. Is it? I mean, has it been fun? I'm just asking you straight up. It's fun for me. It's probably it's probably more fun for people that don't okay. like them. But all right, that's fine. As long I, as you're as I long as you're it. enjoying the process, because the results haven't been enjoyable, yeah. No, but I mean, they still put out some fun products. Lob City was fun. Lob, Lob City was Lob City was a lot of fun. You're right. Last year, last year's team was not fun at all. That was they're hard to watch. They're boring. They didn't like <laughs> yeah. each other. This right. year's been fun though. Yeah, this is where the and I even you know I used to play AU with my guy Terrence Mann for the Clippers. This is what kills me, though, and why you know me and how I was as a player and even on the mm-hmm. bench, right? It would kill me to play with Kawhi. And I know you, you're, like, more reserved, right? But it would oh. kill me to play with Kawhi because after that dunk, I would have done what Terrence did. I would have ran out to the middle court and wanted to, like, chest bump him. Bro, Kawhi wanted nothing to do with he, any of that. He was saw him, he saw he did water. To, uh, he just he wanted he did, his though. water. He's what? like he he looked at the dude and he yelled at him. I was on he the did. floor. He did. I he was did. like, wow, yeah. I've never seen moment. that before. But he he wanted no type of embrace from the team. He didn't want to celebrate with the nah. squad. Nothing. He just wanted nah. his daughter, bro. Nah. <laughs> See, yeah, you yeah. gonna get a drink so I can do it again. Yeah, real quick, like, just to, just to touch on that real quick. I remember last year. I, I don't mean to say this to to offend your Boston Celtics, but I remember last year. I, it must have been the Clippers' first game with Paul George and Kawhi at Staples Center. And Kawhi blocked Kimba's shot in the, at the buzzer to win the game. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, turned around and shook his hand and just walked off yeah. the court. There was no, like, emotion, no celebration, no nothing. He was, like, blocked, turned around walked to the locker room. Like, no, Kawhi has actually had a surprising amount of, like, could have probably dunks of the year where he just does not celebrate after. I remember when yeah. he destroyed Daniel Tice on, 
when last year that same game last year Mm. what probably was that same game right and i was like i've never seen a man do such vicious things and have no emotion about it yeah like that's (laughs) it's just who he is man just uh for future references cole if you know you're always invited back on this podcast and if you ever want to bash the celtics or the red sox or anything you're totally free free to do so you're free to do so what about the bulls and the bears and the yankees um, are you a Bears fan too? We, well, I we am are, now. Yeah, now. It's, a, it's a podcast. This is a this is the pro Bears podcast. It's now like Cole's been that. listening to the podcast, but not yeah. listening to it. Like he yeah, knows what we're. Great. You know. You're picking so, up on it. Why is it pro Bears now? Because Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Oh, okay. Because we got. I'm, we, I'm a we, Bengals we, fan. You got my guy Andy over there. Okay, so we we were like pro Justin Fields, oh, like Bengals, after the bowl games. And we were like, why is Justin Fields not getting love for, like, the top pick? Like, why is he talking about following this the NFL draft? Really weird. Yeah. Really weird, right? Blew my mind. Yeah, Zach sweet. Wilson is the biggest. That was the – I'm like, who – who just – I still – I can't <laughs> – who decided he was just the consensus no, who, who, number two overall pick? But who's – is it Matt Jones, the guy from Alabama? Yeah. How did he just randomly get thrown into, like, I don't, top quarterback consideration? That just – that came out of nowhere. I don't know. That's another thing that I think just when Kyle Shannon was just mind game, like messing with people, knowing he was going to take the kid from North Dakota, like that, like wait, made sense after he was like, Oh, I just, I know something nobody else knows. He made, I think he made Mac Jones millions of dollars Oh, for because, sure. because just the media decided that the person that Kyle Shanahan was talking about was Mac Jones, but it wasn't. And like, then we just decided, Oh, like it's it because that fit the mold of a Kyle Shanahan's offense. Like, then the Patriots are like, oh, this is the next best quarter. I'm like, I'd rather have had Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't think Mac Jones will be very good. I don't. Like, oh. I mean, and, and I, I hope he is, honestly, in a couple of years. Like, I mean, I, when have, I, I when have Alabama quarterbacks been good? That's what honestly. I was saying. Thank you. I mean, everybody was like, but that's a recent thing. That's what I'm saying. It's everybody was saying that about Justin Fields. They were like, why Ohio state doesn't ever have a good quarterback. So I'm like, okay, so when has Alabama had good quarterbacks? Yeah. Who's their last quarterback to even play in the NFL? Was it AJ McCarron, Alabama? I mean, they have, I guess like if that's what you call it. I mean, just if you want to count uh, Jalen Hurts, but he he transferred. Yeah. Two is the only one. Uh, That's right. Right. He hasn't. I mean, he hasn't. Tua and Jalen yet. Hurts are the only ones, but yeah, I, I would say that's moral. I would give Jalen Hurts Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Him and Kyler Murray and yeah. Sam Bradford, Oklahoma quarterback. We've seen that one. But like, Plus, Ohio State never really has produced a guy like Justin Fields before. No, it's all been like, like they've all been, Cardale, it's been like a Cardell yeah. Jones body, yeah. or who's even the dude who's the backup now in um, uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, what's his name? From Joel Washington, Pryor, right? No, 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 the one. For oh no, 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 no! For the Washington football team, he's oh, a backup. Yeah, he was just—he was on the Washington football team, and he got. Like, oh, Dwayne Haskins. Like, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's usually uh, like that mold: the Cardale Jones, Dwayne Haskins, like yeah. that kind of. You yeah. see that big on? Mm. It's like you don't usually see Justin Fields. Justin Fields is. He like, was throwing like sixty-yard. Russell Wilson, darts. Kyler Murray, like look at like, look at the yeah. NFL. Quarterback yeah, so that's why we were like, we it's like on draft night, we, it was like a Bears super fan podcast. After that, when they yeah moved up and got Justin Fields, so how, how many games, if any, before he takes the starting job from Andy, or is it his already? Well, I think it should be his, but I'll give five. I yeah, five. I need to see their schedule first. 
Yeah. I think this is either schedule mm-hmm. first, but I'd say I'd I give say, them five. Yeah. If they're like two and two after five, I think they'll be like, no, nah, that's, that's four. No, I mean, sorry, excuse me, two and two <laughs> after four. Yeah. By game five. Okay, I got you. Five. Yeah. So. No, I was going to say after four games, too. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Justin Fields' interruption there. Sorry. Yeah, it's a Bears super fan account. Yeah, you can bash the Bulls, though. I'll help you if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the Yankees, you can do that. You can get no, on that's okay. Talk about how the dudes that pay the most money are never good at the same time. It's awesome. uh, do you, you have a high payroll, right? In Boston, don't you? Shut up. Oh. Okay. Shut up. Interesting. Shut how, up. Still better how, than you, though. Hey, wait, wait, they, hey, wait. Speaking of payroll, you, speaking of payroll, Boston's got a lot of money, right? What happened to Mookie? Best? Shut up. What, Shut what up. happened to Mookie? Why would you bring that up? How many times did you trade? You traded Mookie. You didn't want to pay Mookie. Sandra so Bogart, you traded him Sandra twice. Bogart is probably the best shortstop in the league right now. Sorry. Two ti- you traded him two times because you didn't want to pay his ass twice. You traded him, then they failed. Physicals got involved, and then you're like, okay, fine. No, we got to move him again. You can't pay this. Who did, they, who did they get back in that trade? Yeah, who did know. you get back from that? I don't mean that. I honestly just want to know. Mookie Betts should have been a Red Sox for life. That for life, big... right? Yeah, like you – the Dodgers already – It's all right. It's all right. At, at, least, at least I don't have all the money in the world to spend and, like, still can't figure it you out. You do, though. You do. No, we don't. You do. Though. No, we don't. You do. No, we don't. Nope, it's gone. You could have paid Mookie. Mookie. You just didn't want to because you don't like you don't like that. You're not about that life. Nope, we yeah, like Dustin like throwing three hundred million dollar like contracts Dustin, at people. We like Dustin Pedroia's and Nomar Garcia Park. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh huh. I know what you're talking about. Man, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Mookie's better yeah, than both Omar. of them put together. Yeah. All right. All right. So Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nixon yeah. Hawks. We're almost done. Nixon. I'm glad. Hawks. I'm glad we left like that. This last one, just only because it's like the teams that are definitely not going to get it to the final. Like, probably won't make the finals, mm. but. I will say this is my favorite matchup to watch. Why? What do you like about this one? Why? Did you not? This was first of all, it's at the Garden. Okay. I don't know if you noticed that. We no, I did. That's where my last ever game was. That was the last time (laughs) I was in the Knicks locker room. Last ever. True. Cole, funny story. We they like a year ago they literally shut down our game in the Garden. We were in the Knicks locker room. Yeah. Mid game, right? Mid game. Mm Halftime. Yeah. So we were in the Knicks locker room. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was just great and uh, come to full circle moment because there was that was the first game I saw in a while NBA oh, game where they panned to the they panned to the fans and New York looked alive mm-hmm. and I think the way Trey Young oh. is trying to be this little villain this little shushing the crowd to the New Yorkers and all the crowds in New York and I love it even, even what the mayor had to say today of New York did no, you see it? no yeah, what he said. It was it's corny, it's all corny, but that's why I think this matchup is so fun. Neither of these teams are realistically going to win the, the NBA finals. Basically, finals. I, don't, I don't have the exact wording, but basically, he was like, Trey Young, stop yeah. trying to hunt fouls, just play yeah. basketball. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. That's, that's not even so, good. But, trash talk. but they're just that's they're he's trying to play a typical New York thing to say, like, you're soft yeah. guy, come on, you're soft, stop <laughs> trying to get fouls, come on, classic New Yorker. So, here's the thing I loved about that game. It's like, because growing up, I'm always used to watching the Knicks get crushed, like their hearts broken um, in the garden. Uh, so that to me was like watching the crowd come back and then watching Trey. Just like, for that to happen. Yeah, watching Trey game them and then shush them. And I was like, that to me is New York Knicks basketball right there. It's like getting super hyped. Like this is our squad. This is our yeah. year. They're so tough. They're built the way we love our teams to be built in this city, just like hard nosed grinders. Yeah. And then Trey's like, 
watch me cook, go in the <laughs> lane, easy money. Shh. It's like, yes, that's Nick's basketball right there. Having just some dude cook your guy at the buzzer and then tell you all to shut up. Like that's, that's Nick's basketball. So I loved it because they brought the crowd back and then Trey Young was uh, awful quiet in here. Remember that? It's quiet in here. I love it. I loved every every second. That was an iconic moment for a young, uh, early early on in his career. Young, a young sure. villain. A young, a, a young villain. villain. Yeah. The problem actually, is, the problem is though. I think the Knicks might be better than the Hawks. That was J- that was Julius Randle's worst game. Yeah. Right. He started his like most improved player streak, if mm-hmm. you will, and he won't play that bad. Yeah, is anybody anybody on here think the Hawks can beat the Knicks in this series? I picked before the series started. I picked Hawks and. Six. Oh, you did. All right. I did. Um, you, I, like I mean, that wasn't group? like that wasn't public or anything. That was just in a friend group. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't know why. I just did it. Maybe I think part of it is because I don't really like a lot of hype. So like when people get hyped on the Knicks, I'm like. I that, just don't like that's it. A, that is very telling <laughs> of, of the both of us. I'm the hype guy who obviously I hate hype. Big. Like I hate it. Something like when whenever, I just like I'm a hater a little bit. Like whenever somebody yeah. really just talks something up, you are. I'm just like man, this not nah, man, uh, not that good. So <laughs> I see that look in his eye, like okay. a side, like yeah, uh, yeah. It just it's, it. it gets annoying to me. So I'm just like hot and six, and I really don't know why. But yeah, I, I, I'm also I'm a, I'm a big. I have a special place in my heart for my guy, uh, Lou Williams. So I just want okay. him yeah. succeed. So, yeah. no, that's, I think that's, that's fine. That's very telling because I'm the one who throws on the Knicks game just because the Knicks are in the playoffs. I'm screaming at the TV every time. Like after the RJ Barrett dunk, I'm like walking around my house like the Knicks are back. Knicks. <laughs> My brother's my, bro- my I was brother's like the opposite. My, my, my brother's in the other room like, shut up. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> so we're the opposite. Yeah. To me, I'm always like, I was like, all the stuff that the Nick, the timeline is crazy because I'm like, damn, there's a lot of Knicks fans. All of a sudden, it's just like, right, mm. right. It's like, where did you people? Where were you people the last ten years when they were trash? Like, what's going on? They were like, just now, now they all come. They did the same thing when Melo was there. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, this is the this is this is this is a squad. Got, this is the yep. Knicks, man. Got Amari, like Raymond Felton, and, they, then LeBron, and then LeBron they came. Did they beat? Like, uh, uh, okay. I think they 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 might have beaten the Pacers one year. I don't remember. Remember they they yeah. even I remember they had yeah they did and they had a year where they really they tried to ramp up and have um because they had Chauncey Billups like in one yeah. of his last years and like they ended they like beat Miami a couple times that year and then tried to make a playoff run. Nope, didn't make it that far. Never happens. No, never clicked. Even the one year MJ when the first year MJ was retired and they uh, played Houston or whatever, mm-hmm. still. Didn't, didn't do it. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I just like that first from a game standpoint, it's, it's probably encouraging that they were that close when Julius was off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause you feel like he's not going to be, but I've also seen dudes like they get to the playoffs after having a really good year and it's just different. They just struggle. You know, it's like, a, it's a different level of, you know, sometimes you just don't find it. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a guarantee, like, Julius Randle doesn't have a, a, you know, a body of work that makes me think he's going to snap out of it if he struggles. I think it might right. go the other. I think it might go the other direction. Like if he struggles, that's not, it might uh, get that's not the market that you want that to happen in either. New exactly. York market that that would be kind of tough for sure. Yeah. And also, they struggled to contain Trey at all 
in a ball screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did mm-hmm. everything he wanted. Every he mm-hmm. got to all his spots. Um, he facilitated. He scored. Like the, that's a problem. You know what I mean? They pick and roll, man. These guard the guards are so good today's game. Guard like terrible. pick guard and roll defense is so tough to do because mm-hmm. you just. It, it, I mean, there's really no answer. You just kind of have to hope yeah. that they're off. Like if yeah. if you're gonna switch a big onto them, like. Trey, Steph, Dame, Luca, like that's not gonna work. You can't be physical. You can't, you can't go under. But then if you sit in the drop and let them turn the corner and get into the paint, like there's so much shooting available and like it's it's a it's it's tough. Pick and roll defense is tough. That's why everybody, you know, their best players are so good at it. Like Booker Booker diced up the the Lakers the other day. Mm -hmm. Pick and roll the same play over and over. Mm -hmm. They had no idea what to do. Like it's just yeah. Uh, it's interesting, I too. I, I thought – funny funny you bring that up because I thought the interesting thing, too, talking about Devin Booker ball screens was the dude that they're attacking on the Lakers, and I never would have guessed it would be this person, is Trez because he sits back in that drop coverage. Like, mm-hmm. and then, then, I could have told you that. Was yeah, I was going to say yeah. I thought that was yeah. – <laughs> But, I, but I, 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 I didn't think it would be like – I don't know. I know he's like the tweener, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be that, like especially even in – He's like around. the he's the weak side shot blocker that throws yep. stuff out of bounds. Like, mm-hmm. but other than that, like he's so undersized. Which is, I mean, it's not his fault that mm-hmm. that's the position he plays and the height he is. But like, there's just his, it's it's tough. Like if you're you're gonna play the the Nuggets, you're gonna play the Sixers, you're gonna play all these bigs that yeah. are post dominant. He's gonna struggle like he did yeah. last year. Yeah. But also, if you're gonna put him in pick and roll, like if you get Jason Tatum going downhill. Like he's not he's not gonna meet Jason Tatum at the room, you know what I mean? Like backpedaling. Yeah. So yeah, it's he's it's tough to 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 figure some things out with him. That's why I think that having AD on the court with him should help in theory, just to kind of right. hide him a little bit. But in playoff basketball, like they're gonna find them. Yeah. And they're gonna get what they want the other team. So. Yeah. But that's we'll kind of why. Nice I, but that's I mean, yeah. that's kind of why I like Atlanta because Trey, I think, is he's going to be the biggest problem in that type of, uh, you know, when the game gets down to possession for possession, and he can just set ball screens and go like make plays. Mm-hmm. The Knicks can't stop that. Like they, even when they tied the game, I was like, it doesn't matter. Trey's going to get a good look here. Mm-hmm. So you're at the one mercy. way or the other. You're at the mercy of him missing, and I think when you're at the mercy of him missing, you're gonna probably fall more often than not. In a seven-game series, I think he makes more. So I don't know. I mean, he got around like they didn't even trap it well. Like he was just like he got around the outside of, the, and then the no one there wasn't even it wasn't even drop covers. They played it real aggressive, and he still got around it and got into the lane for an easy floater. Like that thing was yeah. easy. That's easy and money then, for a game winner. Easy money. And then they don't want it. I'm sure, like, part of the reason that happened, too, is they don't want to foul him. Like, yeah, right. You know, they know he's going to bump into him and sell it. And so you're probably a little more cautious and getting close to him and drawing contact and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think they were just yeah, trying to he, wall off and make him shoot a deep three, but, like, he got around yeah. it still. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. That's a problem for the Knicks. They need to answer that question before I feel like they're going to win this series. Because, again, I don't know if you can bank on – like, Julius might play better, but – also, sometimes guys in their first postseason, like when they get into it and they're the guy, sometimes they struggle with it. So it's not like a bankable, like you can't, I know people are feeling good. Like, oh man, the Knicks lost on the last possession and Julius Randle was off. 
he might not be what he was in the regular season in this series because it's just tougher. So, you know, Nate McMillan's a pretty good coach. Like, that dude knows mm-hmm. how to game plan for people. So, um, you know, he's he, won he should absolutely have that job next year. Oh, 100%. Like, he's – I mean, yeah, he's won in every single spot. Like, yeah, that dude should always have a job in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just – I trust Atlanta a little bit more because Trey can do his thing. We kind of already talked about Miami and Milwaukee a little bit, but I guess, like, from this perspective, does – let's just do – um, how does Miami beat this team in seven? Like that? Well, they're down one nothing now. So, how do they win four out of the next six against this team? Are they down one zero or two zero now? Two zero. Oh, it's two zero. Yeah. How do they win four of the next five? Yeah. 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 You're right. Oh, I mean, it's gonna go ahead. It's, yeah, it's tough. I think it's an uphill battle. I just think they would have to. They're. I mean, it's going to come down to if they're hitting. They, 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 Jimmy Butler's just going to have to hit those shots that mm. once it's late in shot clock and they force him to kind of make that shot, he's going to have to start hitting those. And they're going to have to find some answer defensively for either stopping them in the early going and in transition and even just, I guess, in the half court too. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's no, like what Cole said earlier. If Tyler Hero isn't going to play the way he played yeah, in, in last year, like, do they have a chance? Like, you don't, like, don't, they, like it's. I don't think so. If he if, for, yeah. for them to win, it's going to be like the the score is going to have to be like ninety to ninety two. Like they, right. they they're not going to generate enough offense to yeah. get into the hundreds and be the team like that. Like it's just going to come down to their defense. Like if you like. Kind of like the first game, Giannis wasn't killing. I mean, Milwaukee only made six threes in the first game. Mm-hmm. They made like twenty something yesterday. So in the first quarter, it felt like first quarter they made ten or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So that's what's going to come down to is their defense. How 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 much they can limit Milwaukee? Because offensively, I don't think they have too much they can really do. Like if if Milwaukee gets rolling, I don't think they can keep up. Yeah, for sure. And how does Bo- <laughs> sorry, Jordan? How does Boston beat Brooklyn in a seven game series? So they they don't, win, but they'll win game three. Also, oh, you're not even going to try to make the argument then. Huh? Actually, maybe what? Maybe it'll be game four now. I'm thinking because then if Brooklyn gets off to a three zero calm start, they'll like let them win game four. Actually, doesn't, that's doesn't matter. Like KD will be like, yeah, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit. KD will be like, yeah, I'm gonna chill game four. Let Boston get their win, and then he'll respond to like some fourteen year old on. Twitter after the game, who's like, ha we got you. And he's like, yeah, because I sat out. See, I texted Jordan before the series started, and I go, are you – like, this is your chance right now. Make the argument for Boston pulling off the upset. And, and I, he, he didn't respond until, like – I was like, I was yeah, like, let me – the game was it. over. He's like – I like, thought I, I was going to do it, but I didn't want you to hold me to this. Because I, I, yeah. I do this thing when people text me because they did it a lot about – I get this especially during football season with the Patriots – it's like people will say something, and I'll just wait till the game happens. Because be like, oh, it, it worked. When, it worked in it worked in the Tom Brady era, especially when people were like, oh, Tom Brady's like washed now. They're about to lose in the playoffs. Like, era's over. Mm-hmm. And I just wait till the end of the game and be like, ha ha. And I was thinking I would like Celtics maybe game one come out miraculously have some crazy showing, and I could be like, now it's a series. Like, ha ha. Like, <laughs> I can't. I think I think, the, like, I think a lot of the games are going to a lot of the games are going to go similar to the first one in that I think the Celtics are going to come out and throw a few punches and it's going to appear like that they 
probably can win the game, but I think eventually Tatum's just going to get tired. He's going to do too much. Who knows if Marcus Smart is going to do enough defensively or offensively. But then, like, after that, it's – we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evan Fournier. Thank God we got Evan Fournier to solve all our problems. So we that KD Tatum, KD Tatum will be fun to watch at least for as long as it lasts because that was a good battle in the first game. So like, just watch it for the individual battle then, right? Right. Okay. Well, that's our rundown of the both playoffs. We'll have Cole back on later as teams start getting bounced and yes, sir. Mad, we we start to get a better feel for who's actually like the top contenders in this because i feel like it's wide open it's crazy like this whole playoffs i don't i mean i'd be surprised i guess if yeah but that's what sucks it's wide open besides the celtics like why why is this yeah yeah (laughs) well i mean in theory it's not wide open for brooklyn because they have three that 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 big three is better than anybody's but the style they play because they haven't had games together like if they had a if they had schemes in place with that squad, there wouldn't even be we wouldn't be talking about this. They'd be the prohibitive yeah. favorite. And also, if 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 the Celtics were healthy, like if Jalen Brown were healthy, and right. like getting this getting this version of the Nets that haven't played together yet, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they could win the series, but they could definitely make it like a six game series or so. Like sure. it would be a good series, right? Yeah. So. But the, the Celtics are just so limited right now. Right. All right. So we put our NBA hats on. We gotta like plug this work. So uh Jordan, you want to start like where do you where can people find your NBA work at? Because we haven't really talked just, about that a whole lot. Of yeah, this. easy enough. Just find the articles at sneakerreporter.com. Usually they're featured. I put them out on Twitter on my story. But yeah, it's just www.sneakerreporter.com. There's we have a whole team there, so we're putting out articles every day for the playoffs and all that. So is it is it a uh, is it a, like is it like a Patreon or a pay to sub- subscribe to like get the content or anything or I no? Just it, it, it's it's totally free. You can click Got on you. it. See, yeah, all the articles are free right now. And we're then doing a cool. If you look at my boss Travis's page, he's doing a cool giveaway right now. We're doing an NBA playoff. It's called Kicks for Grades. Is his nonprofit, and it's just kids who finish this year. Middle schoolers, all kids who finish school, um, sending in their parents, sending them report cards or them sending them themselves. And you offer that it's in a raffle for uh, some sneaker giveaways. And we have some cool deals with some Paul Georges, some Giannis's, some of the new Kyrie's. Travis got a bunch, both girls and boys in middle school. So, uh, yeah, you can see all that content. It's there on sneakerreporter.com. Nice. Sneakerreporter.com. Check that out. Cole, where can everybody find your work at? Yeah, you can find my um, my work if you're interested in the Clippers. Uh, it's 213hoops.com. And then for the Las Vegas Aces, I'm at franchisesportsmedia.com. And if you forget that, you could just hop on my uh, go to my Twitter page, at Cole Hoops, and have it right there in my bio. Cool. Just click on the link. Awesome. So, yeah, and if you don't know a whole lot about the Aces and Clippers, follow it because Cole's doing a really good job of – Hoping you learn it. about them. So, Cole, we appreciate you hopping on, uh, reminiscing. Sorry, it took a little longer because we had to reminisce and figure out what you've been up to. So, yeah. congratulations, Summer. you and Summer, on the wedding yes. and everything. Yes. And, um, you know, when the pandemic ends, maybe a cool ass like honeymoon where you a dream destination, maybe. And then just go to Cabo, bro. Yeah, just go to Cabo. <laughs> looking like an answer right now. Yeah, thanks for telling that yeah. amazing engagement. Yeah, story thank you that, for your. Oh, uh, my. Might as well. I feel like everybody needs to know that story. 
Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, no, thank, thanks for having me on. Um, like I said, this is the first time I've been on a podcast with a former teammate or with a, a former media member that covered me. So like, I feel like this is really cool. It's definitely something that I want to do again. So whenever, whatever, week, two weeks from now, when we learn some more about the playoffs, Sydney, I'll be here. Sure. Sure. Wait, Appreciate you sure. guys, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Scurry and the Scrub, our NBA playoffs edition. So we'll have this up for you on iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube pretty soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, until next time, peace. Yep.